I decided to conquer a fair and this is it. I conquered it. I, I have never truly played compa or zook or attempted to. Um, I never ever wanted to mess with it because it is such beautiful music and I felt really out of my comfort zone. I'm not lying. You know, there are some things that like, oh my God, they're too good for me to even try. <laughs> so I said, you know what, I'm going to attempt so today i'm playing compa and zoop i do not speak real i don't at all wish i could understand it the only thing i can say is Sapase, and you hear people everybody said nabule um living in south florida we have an eclectic mix um of cultures and nationalities um and one of the predominant um nationalities down here in south florida is the hate it's hate the haitians you know i'm i'm jamaican um and i embrace everybody um so the predominant cultures here are haitian jamaican uh i want to say of course we all know latin the latinos and then i want to say trinidadian and the ec yeah so always loved the music but never attempted but today i feel proud of myself <laughs> enjoy folks just something sexy about the music to everyone listening online thank you for tuning in to qmzradio.com and johnnoradio.com good morning to everyone here with me on clubhouse this is where the conversation happens i am moments with me you're listening to coffee into world news on the go we do this every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our views Follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram at moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media. We're going to have the headlines that we're going to be talking about today 
coming up shortly. In the meantime, let's go ahead and continue to enjoy some Kumpa Zook music, all right? We're inside the Friday mix. It's Freestyle Friday. morning once again to all of our listeners around the world wherever you are in the world thank you so much for tuning tuning in to the quality music zone qmzradio.com and johnoradio.com of course i have to say good morning and much respect goes out to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it is friday january 13 2023 no freaky friday here we don't believe in that it is Freestyle Friday inside the Friday Mix. Today we're playing Goomba and Zook. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. 
And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. I like this song, so I think I'm going to have it just continue to play in the background. <laughs> coming up in the Caribbean corner, Barbados, new chief fisheries officers set on moving industry forward. Out of the Cayman Islands, DJ says sex was consensual. Court says it was rape. In St. Lucia, some St. Lucians have been arrested in Canada for human trafficking. Out of Trinidad and Tobago, Prime Minister Rowley says carnival to go on, get vaccinated, get boosted. Out of Jamaica, cops issued over 720,000 traffic tickets in 2022. And the police are probing a multi-million dollar U.S. fraud at a local investment firm, Usain Bolt, or Usain Bolt, however you pronounce it, among those who have been fleeced. And th we have those stories and more out of the Caribbean corner. In stories on the international scene, Ghana increases salaries by 30%. Amid economic woes, Fukushima nuclear disaster, and this is of great concern, and I think it's a global issue. Uh, Japan is to release radioactive water into the sea this year. U.S. extends temporary deportation protection to Somali citizens. In news out of North America, a Denver couple shot with pepper balls by police said to receive a $325,000 settlement. Police body cam video shows LAPD report repeatedly using taser on BLM founder's cousin hours before his death. Animal sacrifice approved for religious purposes in the Detroit area city. And a police officer running for Houston mayor has been charged with domestic abuse. Those stories and more in... North American segment. Yeah, and business and tech news. Oh boy, lawyers, your jobs are being threatened. AI powered robot lawyer set to represent defendant first time ever in a court case. Okay, is it me or are we really going crazy with this AI tech? Why are we doing this? It's not you. Okay, it's not me. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Javette. Oh, boy. Uh, Universal Parks and Resorts is headed to Texas with all-new theme park designed for smaller kids. And Microsoft is set to provide its workers with unlimited time off. Those stories and more in health and science news. So, second potentially habitable Earth-sized planet found orbiting nearby star. Oh. All right, then. Um, in sports news, Kobe Bryant's signed MVP jersey goes on auction block, expected to sell for $7 million. And in The Brew, which is our entertainment news, remembering Lisa Marie Presley. Um, what's... I'm going to go ahead and say this. Too many young people are having heart attacks. Too many young people. People are having heart attacks. What's going on? And yes, she's 54. She is young. We have teenagers. People in their 20s, 30s. Heart attacks. Boom. Just like that. We have our ideas. But hey. 
Anyway, we're going to have the stories of these, de the details of these stories and more after a little more Kumba Zuka mix for us. Keep it locked. <laughs> Good morning once again to everyone listening on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. And of course, you got to keep it locked there, www.QMZRadio.com, for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. Download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am ooh, losing my voice here. I'm Moments with me and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Happy Friday! We made it to the 
last official working day of the week. I know there are some folks who have to work on a Saturday and a Sunday, but for the rest of us, it's Friday. Yay, when we can, you know, let our hair down and behave bad, get on bad. <laughs> I hope you all had a wonderful week. What are your plans for the weekend? I hope it includes some me time, reconnecting time, resetting time, taking care of you time. All right. Today in the Friday mix, it's the Freestyle Friday mix. Um, we're playing Kompa and Zook music. I am so out of my comfort zone. Um, it has always been a fair of mine to play the music and I'll tell you why. I absolutely love it. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to mess with it at all. <laughs> and because I don't speak Creole, or, you know, um, I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Uh, I'm comfortable listening to it, but playing it. Mm. But why am I attracted to the music? I'll tell you, there's something extremely sexy about Pompa. Yeah, it feels as though you just want to hold on to somebody and pull them in close and not let them go the entire time <laughs> well that's how it makes me feel when i listen to it Twenty-five after the top of the hour. If you got somewhere to be at the bottom of the hour, you have five minutes to get there. Please be safe. I'll tell you this though, I prefer the slower rhythms. I don't know if it's just me. Yeah. J'ai capté la tactique, ram ram ram. Je crois bien que tu l'as senti. T'as loupé le poche de la gâchette. Ça fait ram ram. No clue what they're saying. I need someone to translate for me.
Thank you so much for allowing me to enjoy the music of um, Haiti. Absolutely love it. It is beautiful. My only wish is that I could understand it. <laughs> yeah, that's my only wish. But we're going to go ahead and get into the um, details of our headlines now. And of course, we're kicking it off in the Caribbean corner. Here we go. And our first story has us starting off in Barbados. New Chief Fisheries Officer set on moving industry forward. Story courtesy of Barbados.loopnews.com. Dr. Shellyanne Cox is Barbados's new Chief Fisheries Officer. She assumed duties on Tuesday, January the 3rd. An experienced ocean professional and fisheries management specialist. The 35-year-old is no stranger to the industry. She has 10 years experience in fisheries management and applied interdisciplinary climate research. A PhD in natural resource management from the University of the West Indies Cave Hill Campus and a BSc with honors in environmental and natural resource management with marine biology from the UWI St. Augustine Campus. Dr. Cox has already outlined a five-pronged vision for the industry designed to take it forward and raise its profile among the Barbadian public. First on her list is raising the profile of the industry and changing the views of the public as it relates to seeing fishing as a career that is not held in high esteem. Speaking during an interview with the Barbados Government Information Service, she stated that several careers existed in the fishing industry outside of fishing. 
There is boat building, marine mechanics, large fish processors, sports fishers, which take out people on charters. So it is beyond just viewing it as an old fisherman going out on a little boat, Dr. Cox said. She also intends to bring about a change in market behavior to bring it in line with that seen in business places and improve the environment. The second area the chief fisheries officer intends to tackle is the integration of digital technologies to increase efficiency in the sector. Dr. Cox outlined that a number of the fishing vessels presently had equipment on board to assist them with finding the fish, while others were using satellite imagery to look at sea surface temperatures and sea surface heights to inform smart fishing. But she stated... The intention was to go a step further to integrate vessel monitoring systems, electric logbooks to document the catch and effort data and technology on board cameras. A lot of rollout in the next few months. You'll see our data collectors with tablets. You will see us using the technologies like WhatsApp. We hope to be on social media and to use these technologies to improve efficiency and then inform data-driven solutions. Here's what I'm liking with this story. She's 35 years old. She is 35 years old. And I know this is something we've said here several times as it relates to politics and politicians and the need to phase out those who have been there forever as though they're fixtures. We, we talk about the need to change the political landscape. Political uh, leaders, members of parliament, senators, whatever their titles are, should not be there forever. They serve more as a hindrance, in my opinion, because as they get older and you have new generations coming with new ideas, brilliant ideas, and, you know, they're more technologically advanced because that's the age they're born into. And I know I've jokingly said it's as though babies are born with um, phones in their hand. I don't know what the heck is going on in the womb, but they come out and they can talk, but they can find their way around any tablet or phone. We need more young people in politics. And I'm not saying that we don't appreciate that what the older ones have done because, yes, you do need their wisdom. You, de- you do need their counsel and their advice. But I don't think they should stifle young people. And when I say stifle, they're stifling them by refusing to step down. Nothing is wrong with stepping aside. Don't be afraid to pass the baton on. Be proud of what you have accomplished and now serve as um, leaders to guide the young as they take on that role. So I'm very proud of Dr. Cox, 35 years old, taking on uh, a huge responsibility. Yeah, we need more of that. We definitely do. Good for you. Let me give her a round of applause. Good job. The other thing I want to highlight is 
this mindset that we have acquired, and it's nothing recent, and to some degree we have to blame our parents and our grandparents. Yes, every generation wants the, their children to do better, right? They want, always want, oh, you got to do better than I did. But does doing better always mean you have to have a degree? Does doing better mean, oh, you have to be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer? Does doing well only mean those things? No. We need to reinstate the pride in what people like to refer to as demeaning jobs. Because if people don't do those quote-unquote demeaning jobs, <laughs> what happens? What happens? We need to stop looking down on positions that are not related to the medical field or the legal field or the engineering field. We need to stop it. Everybody serves a purpose. Every job ought to be respected. Was it last week or was it this week I spoke about um, landscapers? You know, in the islands we call them gardeners. And I remember saying that the, the, the gentleman and his wife that they come to do the landscaping in our neighborhood just on my street alone if they do five houses just they do roughly five houses just on my street and there are other streets but i'm talking about my street sixty dollars per house and they do five houses how much is that three six five thirty we, we said three hundred dollars right now let's say they do 10 houses for the day, which I'm sure they do. That gives us what? $600, right? $600. Uh, multiply that by five. That's $3,000 a week. You may have to multiply that by six or seven. Because some of them do work seven days a week. <laughs> But I'm going to say five days a week, right? So they're doing $60 per yard. And let's say they do 10 yards per day. That's $600. And then they do that five days a week. $3,000. 52 weeks in a year. That's $156,000. No degree. How many of you have degrees and can't even make $50,000? Let that sink in for a second. So next time you see a landscaper all sweaty and dirty, you better respect that man. Go ahead, Javette. I have a red bar, so I'm not sure if you can hear me. Loud and clear. But that is also contract work, right? Mm -hmm. So they can write off a lot of expenses. <laughs> as well as you may not even have to record 
<laughs> you Facts. making that money? But that's another thing. <laughs> that's another story. That is a whole nother story. So stop turning up your noses at people who look dirty, folks. Because you're jumping in your luxury car. You think you're better than them? They're probably laughing at you. Oh, I can't bring him home to mama because he's a gardener. He's a landscaper. I got to go find somebody in a three-piece suit, just graduated college. Making, the person graduating college probably making 100000 but is that their take-home at the end of the day? Hell to the no. By the time Uncle Sam dipping out and them have to pay state taxes and this, that, that, and the other health insurance, they're probably going home with about 75000 <laughs> Who has the last laugh? And school loans. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. Focus on people's character. Focus on their character. Because you might just be turning down a man who will give you the world. Treat you like a queen. Respect you. Honor you. Cherish you. Love you. But oh no, he's a Garnack can never. Oh my gosh. Don't feel bad, men, who do these jobs. I respect you. I really do. Because they're busting their asses, making an honest living. And they're banking. They are banking. All right, so, yeah, that, 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 <laughs> I would just say that. So I agree with her. If everybody's a lawyer, doctor, and engineer, who the hell going to do the fishing? Who is going to do the farming? Who is going to do the plumbing, the electrical work, the construction work? So I'm a, I'll be a doctor, but I don't, I don't have a house to live in. Damn it. I need somebody in the construction industry. Oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh, I need somebody to pick up my garbage for me. See what I'm saying? We need each other. Respect people, folks. Respect people's professions. Celebrate people for whatever they do. If someone tells you that they work with waste management, tell them thank you. Instead of, oh my gosh, I could never. Tell them thank you. The folks in the hospitals that clean up, environmental technicians, they call them, the ones who come in and have to strip the beds because the nurses are way above doing that. Right. Oh God, I don't get, I'm sorry, I could never, because I, I went to school and I'm a nurse. Respect those environmental technicians, because you know what, a lot of them turn around and open up huh. cleaning companies. Many of them have contracts with builders, because people need to go in and clean the houses and get them ready, right, for new home buyers. And while you turning up your nose, oh, I am a nurse. I, I spent so many years in school. Oh, I could never. They've never went to school for that. But guess what? They have their LLCs. 
yes, Javette, doing tax write-offs for business expenses. Cleaning these homes that you're going to purchase and move into. And you're probably going to have to struggle to pay the mortgage while they don't have to. Food for thought. Our next story, we head on over to the Cayman Islands. A DJ says sex was consensual, but the court says it was rape. A court judgment dated December 2022 noted that a man described as a local DJ and elected to be tried by a judge alone was found guilty of two counts of rape. Describing the events which led up to the rape incidents, the judge said the complainant's evidence in chief um, that she had gone out with four friends on the evening of July 13th back in 2018. They were partying and drinking, and towards the end of the evening, they went to the O-Bar on Seven Mile Beach Road. She lost track of her friends as she entered the bar but saw the defendant there. They were acquaintances. She says it was never a friendship, but they had exchanged numbers. She knew the defendant was a DJ. The judgment continued by describing how she texted one of her friends and realized that they had gone home and were not in the bar, but she did not want to go home yet and felt comfortable enough with the defendant, and they were hanging out in the club. After a few drinks, she realized she was getting drunk, and she asked the defendant to go and get food, and they left the club together. Eventually, they ended up at the DJ's house, and at some stage, she said she blacked out and did not remember anything up until the next morning. She related that when she woke up later in the morning, she was in the defendant's bed. She was naked and so was the defendant. She felt something wet between her legs, she stated. My first initial reaction was to freak out. Because it's like all these things running through my mind. Regarding the sexual intercourse during the blackout, the judge said it happened. Here's the only recommendation I can give to people. When you go out and you go out in a group, you stay together. You stay together. You ride together. You leave, you arrive together, you leave together. Do not go home and leave any of your friends. If we all go out, myself, Javette, Rosolo, Sula, Gili, if we all go out together, and I buck up on Dre. I said, no, man, I know him. It's okay. It's all right. Uh-uh. You coming. We ain't leaving you with Dre. Oh, we all going to stay with Dre. Exactly. I don't care how belligerent your ass want to get with me. I'm dragging you home. We're ready to go. You're going. We're not leaving you. And then, let us say... Your friends end up leaving and you're unaware. The minute you realize them gone, you be gone. Don't be there linking up and then drinking and drinking and drinking. Don't do that to yourselves. You have to protect yourselves. Go right ahead, Javette. So, I have a... You know how they say friends don't let friends drink and drive? Yep. Friends don't leave friends without letting friends know. Facts. I'll just leave it there. You're absolutely right. 
are those even your friends? Exactly. Like when I went out with my girlfriends, we even had a plan where to meet up if something would go down in a club. Okay. We would pick a spot somewhere outside of the club. If anything went down and we got separated, we have to meet up there before anyone goes home. Because in New York, you know, anything can go down in a club. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And nobody leaves a club without everybody leaving at the same time. If you do, we can't hang out with you no more. Bottom line. Yeah. You have to have the rules in place. And let me tell you, just as Javed pointed out, if your friends have abandoned you, you need to find a whole new set of friends. Those are not your friends. So think about that. And don't be afraid to change your friends. Pay attention. Pay attention to how they treat you. Protect yourselves as much as you can. Ladies and men, even men, and you know, outside of date rape, let's talk about fights or being targeted. If you and your crew roll out, and show up at some dance, a club, whatever, you and your crew should roll back out together. Men, there is more danger in moving solo when you go out, especially at night. You're more of a target. For you go, for your roll. Just a recommendation protect yourselves our next story we head on over to saint lucia story courtesy of saint lucia dodge loop news.com saint lucians arrested in canada for human trafficking canadian police have charged three men with a human trafficking investigation in the toronto area all of whom are saint lucian nationals according to police reports a 15 year old girl was recruited in toronto to work in the sex trade through deception and coercion The victim was sex trafficked by three men at a motel in the York region from May to September 2020. She was also drugged and assaulted. The money the teenager made throughout that period was then turned over to the three men, 30-year-old Salim Cooley Edward, 23-year-old Hauntley MC Daniel, and a 37-year-old Mackenzie GT Seraphin. Edward is originally from the Vaux, is it Vaux, V-I-E-U-X, I don't know how you pronounce it, Port in Seraphin from Marchand and Mackenzie from Pavie. All three men have been residents of Canada. On October 12, 2022, Hauntley MC Daniel was arrested. He was charged with trafficking of a person under the age of 18 by exercising control, trafficking in persons under 18 by recruiting financial material benefit trafficking a person under 18, two counts of procuring recruiting a person under 18, material benefit from sexual services provided by a person under 18, and assault with a weapon. On November 7, 2022, Mackenzie 
G.T. Seraphin was arrested and charged with the same things. Sam Cooley Edwards, arrested and charged, same charges. Police are concerned there may be more victims. Human trafficking involves using force, fraud, coercion to obtain some labor or commercial sex act. Every year, millions of men, women, and children are trafficked globally. It can happen in any community, and victims can be of any age, race, gender, or nationality. Traffickers might use the following methods to lure victims into trafficking situations. Violence, manipulation, false promises of well-paying jobs, romantic relationships. Language barriers, fear of their traffickers and fear of law enforcement, frequently keep victims from seeking help, making human trafficking a hidden crime. Traffickers look for people who are easy targets for a variety of reasons, including psychological or emotional vulnerability, economic hardship, lack of a social safety net, natural disasters, and political instability. But let us hone in on psychological and emotional vulnerability and economic hardship. And I want to think they pray more on you for economic hardship. They just want to hear you talk about how broke you are. Talk about how you need help with this, 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 that. You have a man? No. Okay. All right. Easy to soap in. Run rising, everybody. Good morning, Afo. Protect yourselves. Right? Especially in parking lots. Pay attention to where you're parking. Look at the vehicles that you're parking next to. People have said it has been advised that Try not to park next to panel vans or larger vehicles if you can. They say if you come out of a store and you notice that vehicles are parked very close to the driver's side, you know, which forces you to have to go the other side of the vehicle, pay attention. If your car is trapped on both sides, your vehicle is trapped on both sides, be aware. If you have that feeling in your gut that something isn't right, go back to the store and ask if security can follow you to your vehicle or something. We have to protect ourselves. And as it said, anyone can be trafficked. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your race, gender, nationality. It doesn't even matter the community you're in. We have to move with a heightened sense of awareness. Children, if there are any young people listening, when your parents call you, answer the phone. Answer your phone. Young people have a way them to like answer phone. Everything is text, 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 text. 
of moments. Sorry for No, 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 go right ahead. Before you go even further, when you talk about the vehicles, them, um, I don't know if you're not aware, it show up on social media as well as the news, company news cover time, where persons, I say, like, they, you come out of the vehicle, say you park your vehicle, you go into the store, wherever it is you go, come back out and you look, you see like something placed on your windshield, like some paper or whatever it is, on your windshield, um, or then you take, uh, what you, uh, like you see something stuff in your door handle, whether some napkin or some kind of paper, yeah, that is, a, is our next thing we have to look out for as well, because um, uh, uh, on the news, the uh, lady she said, uh, well, two times it happened, and she said the napkin near the door, and when she touched it, uh, like she started to feel some type of way. So it's like they are leaving toxic stuff on these napkins, and you know, see it. Oh, where this come from? Take it out. You know, so whatever toxic on your hand, you probably rub your face or whatever the toxic is soaking on your skin. Because again, your, your skin are, 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 the, are the biggest organ for your body. So it's soaking on your body and you start to feel nauseated while they are driving and follow you. And <laughs> when they say pull over or whatever it is, you know what I mean? They run and snatch you up and that's it. So they actually warn people about that as well. Uh, there was this video with this even other guy, him say every morning him come out I guess him daughter live with him or something like that. Every man him come out, him see like a zip tie, tie on pan or, or door handle. I'm just like, yo, well, why you always have a zip tie tie on your door angle? Every time I cut it off, it's, it's a different thing. And she's like, what are you talking about, dad? And him must say, yo, so what do you, what do you mean? It's your car. And she's like, dad, I don't know what you're talking about. So him call one of them police friend. I like him police friend. I tell him, say, hey, Whenever you see that happen again, call him. Call him and make them come over and do them investigation. Because that's how we for like mark the vehicles, saying, hey, see a target here, and whoever, for go, grab the person, the nearby. Because what? The vehicle is marked with whatever it is, them use and mark it with like the, the, the zip tie or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So overall, we just have to be careful. Them do it at the gas station. Um, uh, this, what, what should, this, Host pan one pan H what HGT the the, the housing channel and show like the HGTV housing. yeah she this black lady well light skin but I don't remember her name though I think I recently happened she said she was her name is Egypt her name is Egypt yeah Egypt yeah 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 for okay. real yeah exactly thank you so much she um she she said she was at a gas station and she saw like the lady come out of the car and. Was I go inside? I get the fuel, and then she see this guy, a fish fish run or the, the vehicle. But she, she said at first she thought it was the dude's vehicle, or him was with the person. But him she, him, she said something just not sit right. Him just a fish 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 around the vehicle, and then like she look on him and him get him like him him, him must have see her look on her too much. Um, she had look on him too much, and then leave and go for the next side, and she said wait. I, that's his vehicle, so why am I messing around with this vehicle? You know what I mean? And you should look and some kind of knocking or something stuff in at the door handle. So, the do it at the gas station. Anywhere them see a spot where them can open and go grab them target, they might do it. It no matter, it no matter if I turn to a storefront, at the pump, so at your house, them trail, you know? You know what I mean? So, you just have to be like, I must say, careful because them at stop at nothing. 
forget them talk for forget some organs or the traffic people and all them something there so we just have to be vigilant like all the single time it might be it take a lot out on maybe but i don't know, think it should <laughs> yes, it because really should yeah because uh, you see if at the end of the day i just always have to be around um, aware of your surroundings but yeah a serious thing serious serious thing you know what i mean so what kind of glass you yeah, bring up that in the morning and I, you know what I mean, so everybody can hear or listen, a serious thing. Always watching the surroundings. If not drive on a vehicle, every turn and I make the car follow, follow on every turn. Try to pull over somewhere and see if it's like a stop or it's like a drive fast or, you know what I mean? But not just pull over somewhere so I make that specific, be clear upon that. Because you don't want to go pull off in one dark alley area and I them that. Pull off somewhere public where uh, in front of us a, a police car or a crowded area. Just pull off some way a whole of people there, you know what I mean? In front of a bank, wherever it is, when there's a camera or them something there, and see if the car had drive past and them things there. Because as, as I said, yo, them, them demons here, them don't stop at nothing. Anyway, them can say and grab up them target, figure out make a quick dollar, they don't care if it's a child or an adult, them are going to do it, you know what I mean? So, everybody, they just be on the lookout. Telling a family and a, you know friends, anybody can share the story with because the demons them out here lurk and they try to snatch up people. All right. So yeah, man, give thanks. Thank you so much, Afo. Yes, folks, be on the alert. Okay, protect yourselves. Uh, talk to your loved ones. Talk to your friends. Talk to your children in particular about protecting themselves as they go about. All right. Our next story, we head on over to Trinidad and Tobago, courtesy of tt.loopnews.com. Prime Minister Rolik says carnival to go on, get vaccinated or boosted. Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley said there are no plans to cancel carnival or introduce lockdown restrictions, similar to what was implemented in 2020 following a recent increase in COVID-19 cases. Speaking at a media briefing on COVID-19 at the Diplomatic Center on Thursday, Dr. Rowley said there is no need to close the country's borders as the relevant variants of concern have already been detected within the country. Dr. Rowley said, however, that while there is no need to panic just yet, the public must pay attention, be responsible, and practice health and safety protocols. We are therefore not approaching this phase by trying to shut out the virus which is already with us. We have discovered all the variants of concern. The one causing trouble in the U.S. is already here. The rise in positive cases is happening to a population that is vaccinated. It is possible that somewhere down the road another virus or variant may pop up that may cause us to have a you know, to think differently. But for now, we can continue to operate. We will proceed to live with COVID. So anybody going to Carnival in Trinidad, you're okay. Continue on. Don't worry. Go have fun. We head on over to Jamaica for our next set of stories. This one is courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. Cops issue over 720,000 traffic tickets in 2022. The level of lawlessness that occurs daily on the nation's roads is evident in the record number of traffic tickets issued by the Jamaica Constabulary Force for breaches last year. The exact number? 
720,694. This number is over 250,000 more than what was issued by the police in 2021, which totaled 451,412 traffic tickets. This demonstrates the alertness of the JCF and their willingness to apprehend rogue motorists. That's according to National Security Minister Dr. Horace Chang. The minister was speaking in the House of Representatives this week, where he also disclosed that a digitized traffic ticketing system will be launched on February the 1st, the same day the new Road Traffic Act takes effect. Though the 37% year-over-year uh, year increase is an indication that we have exponentially increased the JCF's capacity to enforce, it is also a clear signal that there remains a high degree of lawlessness on our roadways. With the new Road Traffic Act and the digitized traffic ticketing system, we expect this to be effectively cauterized, he said. All right, save your lives, folks, and pay your tickets. Uh, our next set of stories are courtesy of Nationwide Radio, JM.com. Police probing multi-million U.S. dollar fraud at a local investment firm, Usain Bolt, among those fleeced. Nationwide News understands that a wealth advisor at a leading investment firm, Stocks and Securities Limited, SSL, is under the scrutiny of a high-level team of police investigators who are probing a suspected U.S. multi-million dollar fraud at the entity. The woman is to be interrogated by investigators from Jamaica's Financial Investigation Division, FID, in connection with the circumstances in which millions of dollars were fleeced from a number of clients, including retired Sprinter, the legendary Usain Bolt. It's understood that investigators have been told that a minimum of U.S. $6 million, or the U.S. equivalent of Jamaican $924 million, was stolen from the account of clients of Stocks and Securities Limited. However, the final figure has not been confirmed or released as investigators are awaiting the conclusion of an audit. Some sources close to stocks and securities say it's feared that the fraudulent activity could approach the U.S. equivalent of Jamaican $1 billion. However, the entity is also awaiting the outcome of the audit to determine if those fears are real. Nationwide News understands that the U.S. equivalent of approximately Jamaican $60 million was fleeced from Bolt's account. A representative of the multiple world record holder and the fastest man alive is quoted in the print media as confirming that a probe is underway into Bolt's account being compromised by fraudulent activity. Nationwide has confirmed that a female worker who is a wealth advisor is the prime suspect in the high-profile investigation. Investigators are moving to determine whether the former wealth advisor had a co-conspirator who assisted her in the alleged commission of the crime. Stocks and Securities is headquartered in On Hope Road in St. Andrew. In a statement on Thursday afternoon, the entity which provides wealth management, investment banking and cambio services said it called in the police when the fraudulent activities were discovered. The management of SSL said it is cooperating with investigators and have put systems in place to manage and secure assets and investments. SSL says it is determined to ensure that the responsible parties face the full legal consequences of their actions. 
people not teeth little again then teeth big <laughs> you know moments morning everyone good morning good morning Kevrock. I, I i was wondering as i was listening to the story if um several things if the, the standards um, here, if they have, uh, they, they have to, where you have the wealth managers have to be certified in some kind of way um, as a fiduciary or something like that. And then um, also, if, uh, I don't know all the, if, if the FI, what do they call it? The uh, FIDC. FDIC. The, 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 the FDIC that insure your money if the bank goes down. But in this case, the bank is not going under it is a particular individual. So I'm wondering if the money is insured anyway, whether it's from fraudulent activities or not. That's you know? a good question. <laughs> that is a very good question. Yeah, I would love to know the answer as it relates to a private investment company. That, in that case, it would be the JDIC. Um, yeah, good question, Kevrock. But here's the thing that, concerns me and i guess because i'm one every morning me get up me i check my account <laughs> every single morning when i have nothing in there but me still i check it because i'm looking for a deposit <laughs> one day but on a serious note you have to check your account even if you have someone that handles your finances if you have an accountant you still have to check your account and your money where you boss you ask for. How long has this, this didn't just happen overnight. It wasn't a one-time thing. This person has been doing it. They start with small amounts. Okay. Goes undetected. Then you go to a larger sum. Undetected again. And then them get brave and brazen and just go for the millions. Yeah, but this, this thing been, um, as you said, it's been happening since August. And nobody caught it? They didn't know about it, but I guess they, some, I guess not, somebody trying to sweep it under the mat, under the rug, and, you know, trying Ooh. to cover it up or something. And then, because that's, that's what I read the other day, uh, or yesterday, actually. Where did you read that one? Because I'm digging a little deeper now that you've mentioned that. Yeah, I have to look back. I think it was in Jamaica. Some I heard, I saw, I saw it in Jamaica. It's one of the gleaners in Jamaica or somewhere. I don't remember the exactly. Gleaner, the observer. Something. I'm gonna try to look back for it. Please and do. August or so. It's been going on. Well, that there, there's a suspicion. That's, you know, they suspect something was wrong, and they never did anything about it. Uh huh. You know, but and if they did know something, what they should have notified. Uh, the clients, hey, this person is possibly doing something to your account, or they should have fired her. But they never did. And then she decided, I guess she realized she's under the, you know, red flag or something, and she's, oh, you know what, let me just do something big now, because I'm going to get fired anyway. Mm. Yeah, but they knew it was going on for a minute, or they have an idea something was wrong, and then nobody did anything. But you're right, check check your accounts people i mean if you have millions or a dollar check your account don't trust no one you can't trust nobody i don't care who it is facts 1.2 billion dollar for okay let me i'm on uh, jamaicaobserver.com and i'm trying to see 
if I can find something here. When I find it, I'll let you know. But I yeah. saw it. And this person, um, hold on, let me see what this article says. The Financial Services Commission, FSC, is putting reins on the operation of investment firms, stocks and securities limited, SSL, following news of a monumental fraud at the entity that sources say amounts to more than $1.2 billion. Um, Olympian Usain Bolt and a sitting member of parliament whose name is being withheld are more than are among the more than 30 people whose investments at SSL are believed to be among those fleeced by a wealth advisor who was recently fired by the company. Jamaica Observer sources late Thursday said that SSL would be barred from doing any sales or trading of assets with the permission of the FSC, which is the island's regulator for non-deposit-taking financial institutions. The FSC issued the directions on Thursday morning pursuant to Section 8.1b of the Financial Services Commission Act. The directions impose strict reporting requirements on the entity and prevent the entity from disposing of any assets. Based on the FSC directions, SSL is barred from issuing funds to clients or accepting new deposits until permitted by the FSC. The directive was issued on the implications for the solvency of SSL based on letters sent to FSC on January 10. Minutes after the Observer broke the story on Thursday morning, the news desk at the Jamaica Observer was told that more than 10 years ago, back, um, I'm sorry, more than 10 years ago, the track icon Bolt had deposited some $8 million in interest-bearing accounts in SSL. The sources said that on the last account statement, Bolt's investment had climbed to at least $10 million. However, the wealth advisor, who is now the main focus of the investigation, allegedly siphoned off a sizable portion of the money before the fraud was discovered. She had been with the company for 25 years or more and advertised herself with the slogan, my clients trust me, I earned it. <laughs> oh boy. Um, she contracted a lawyer and was interviewed by the police fraud squad on Wednesday, at which time she reportedly told them that she took the money to pay medical bills for a family member who needed treatment overseas. Up to late afternoon Thursday, the police would not say if the woman whose name is being withheld had been charged, but sources said it was likely that charges would be laid against her today. Early Wednesday, SSL told the Observer that it had the police called in to probe what is believed to be a massive case of fraud. The company. Okay, so I'm not seeing where it's um saying how far back so, so I have a question though. I mean, in, in um the, the timeline is interesting um in terms of the fact that she got fired, right? Uh -huh. And and then it's when did she get fired? I'm not sure if that was mentioned in the um in, the in any other articles. But if it wouldn't the company be culpable too? I would think so. <laughs> you know, I would think so. Because especially if if, if what Marlon says is the case. I would think so. They knew about it and swept it under the rug. Okay, so let us say it came to light in August. Why are we? Why why are you only taking action now? What you're doing? Watching her to see how much. And if you're gonna watch somebody, you're supposed to. If you're doing that, you're supposed to set up a fictitious account for them to move the money from. I won't go into detail about that, but there's a way to set up a fictitious account. It's. And you move the other one 
and have them carry on their business and you just keep watching them that way the client is not being affected but again yes i i have to agree with you i would have to hold the the investment firm responsible not just the wealth advisor but at the same time we have to hold ourselves responsible to some degree for failure to stay on top of our finances the richer you are the more you need to scrutinize your finances you have to take check and if una never learn from the whole bankruptcy situation with um tony braxton years ago and oprah winfrey said it as wealthy as she is no check goes out without her authorizing it just <laughs> you, you know we have to take responsibility we have to so i'm still digging kevrock to see if i can find um more information here because this is just ridiculous how long has she's worked with the company for 25 years or more you know what jamaica gleaner may not buy may not pay no subscription by not doing it okay next one let me let me do some more dig it oh jamaica star let me see if they have anything because them love me i'm gonna stop uh let me see news why am i seeing this as a headline as i pull up the jamaica star fractured penises among leading sex injuries in jamaica I'm still searching here. Marlon, you have to go dumpster diving for me. Please. Please, pretty please. Yeah. Um, watch your money, folks. That's all I can say. That's the only advice I can give you right now. Watch your money. You can't be too busy to watch your money. Audit your accountant. Any of you ever do that? Well, audit your accountants. Don't be afraid to. Whoever you put in charge, if you're so rich and you're so busy that you have to pass on the responsibility of managing your funds to someone for you, to someone, yeah, please audit them. Stay on top of them. Let them know you're watching see our money zero excuses and as marlon said you can't trust no one with your money but she's stupid she must know said that then i go work she was going to get away she couldn't there's no way she could get away with that and then paying medical bills overseas the person overseas does that person live overseas because if they live overseas they they have ways over here yeah we're just about to say that she paid medical for someone overseas but even from then when she was doing that 
why didn't the company this do something to her back then when they realized she was doing that too taking the money to pay somebody bill overseas so the co as Eric said the company stand to be should be blamed as well you know, how often was she sending money? How was she remitting the money? Was she doing um, Western Union? Was she doing uh, MoneyGram? Was she sending it via wire transfer? Because when you're sending wire transfers out of Jamaica in this day and age, them grill like a thief, your thief, your owner money for send it out. And they watch the frequency with which you're sending out sending it out they didn't start looking at those things i don't know sounds like <laughs> you know what let me let me keep my mouth shut <sighs> so now everybody who is a client of ssl you can't get your money unless the fsc says you can get your money so she has put everybody in a precarious situation because if i have money at ssl my thing is okay i need my money now i'm pulling out but i can't get to pull my money out now because of what she has done they can't issue funds to clients until permitted by the regulatory authority the inconvenience that her actions has now placed on other clients it's not fair but you can't blame the fsc because you know the ssl might try to dispose of any assets however they can so you really can't blame them the good office of the bad. i i wonder though that like <sighs> So like some of the the, the uh the job hey we lost is it you or is it me okay is it me folks or is it kevra it's kev okay all right get a call okay thank you so much morning uh, so that morning good morning yeah all right he'll catch back up with us but um our next story out of Jamaica Nationwide Radio JM.com is reporting large employers providing support for workers care not the norm in Jamaica. President of the Caribbean Employers Federation, CEF, Wayne Chen, says large employers in Jamaica providing support for workers with care obligations is more the exception than the norm. Chen was reacting to a study conducted by the Caribbean Policy Research Institute, CAPRI, on unpaid care work. According to the study, more than 15,000 Jamaican women are unemployed due to care responsibilities. The report also says workers who participate in both paid labor and unpaid care are less productive. Senior Director for the Jamaica Productivity Center, Mikhail Ann Urquhart, says Supporting the workforce is one way for Jamaica to improve its declining productivity. She says unpaid care work is one way workers can be better supported. I'm trying to. So, are you talking about um, paid 
medical leave versus unpaid medical leave. Is that what I'm to gather from this article? Mm, okay, I guess. Uh, Peter Bonding warns the police not to play politics in endorsing SOEs. The opposition is cautioning, cautioning the constabulary force against involving itself in the political process through its continued endorsement of states of, a pub, of public emergency. Opposition spokesman on national security Peter Bunting says it is highly inappropriate. He was speaking at a PNP media conference Thursday morning. Police Commissioner Major General uh, Anthony Anderson has repeatedly expressed publicly support for the enhanced security measure noting the impact it has on reducing crime. Bunting says this behavior is a violation of the separation of powers. The opposition spokesman notes that the Senate minority has voted on numerous occasions not to support extensions of the measure. He believes the commissioner risks dragging the police into political squabbles along party lines, as was the case in the 1970s. The Holness administration recently declared another imposition on the measure in December. It came to an end on Wednesday without the government seeking an extension. It is unclear if and when the government may declare another. However, Bunting is contending that the enhanced security measure does not affect the country's murder rate. He says the government is instead declaring SOEs to coincide with declines in killings to create the perception of their efficacy. Okay, so um, Bunting, can we have a solution then, please, to the SOEs? If you're saying it's not working, um, I don't know if it's me, but every time the PNP oppose something and one of their representatives come forward and speak in opposition of, I don't hear a resolve. I don't hear a suggestion. It's just chopping it down and leaving it can we please have some sort of um advice recommendation something you're saying that the soes do not work can can we have something that we can try let's brainstorm for now if it creates that perception and they feel it's working, even if it's one murder, one less murder, it, it works to some degree. That's a, that's that's all I'm gonna say on that. Brown Burke on sex offender registry. Make it public. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio. Opposition spokesperson on labor and social security, Dr. Angela Brown Burke, has called for Jamaica's sexual offenders registry to be made public. Her comments follow allegations that girls at the CPFSA facility may have been exposed to sexually inappropriate contact with head of American charity Embracing Orphans, Carl Robanski. The allegations are contained in a report by the Office of the Children's Advocate, OCA, which was tabled in Parliament on Tuesday. Dr. Brown Burke notes making the registry public is important to protecting vulnerable populations. Jamaica's Sex Offenders Registry is managed by the Department of Correctional Services. The private registry reportedly contains the names of more than 300 individuals. There have been concerns that making it public 
could lead to increased incidence of vigilante justice. Dr. Brownberg says the risk of vigilante justice is increased because of a lack of confidence in the official processes. She believes more public education is needed to reduce the risk of mob attacks on registered sex offenders. Dr. Angela Brownberg is the opposition spokesperson on labor and social security. Um, I can understand <laughs> vigilante justice. I, I can definitely understand and that people will be inclined to go after folks who have committed these atrocities against children. Jungle justice, we call it, right? So I understand the, the, the need to protect them by keeping their information private. But I want to know, are they living amongst children? Are they in communities where, for example, in the States, you're not allowed to be so many feet um, not allowed to be within so many feet of schools or facilities that house children or in homes or so on and so forth. Is it the same thing in Jamaica? Or are they just free to live wherever and move normally? And we keep our fingers crossed that there are, are no further incidents. How does it work in Jamaica? I don't know as far as sex offenders are concerned you know let me let me jump on google because that's an interesting question jamaica's sex offenders um Three hundred. Okay, we have that. Although the number of convicted sex offenders registered in Jamaica has almost doubled over the last three years, according to new data, specialists believe it still doesn't tell the true picture. They fear that the low rate of conviction for sex-related crimes has allowed an untold number of sexual predators to fall outside the regulatory framework established to monitor them. There are 331 persons on the SOR, a near 100% rise when compared with the 168 that were listed in February 2018. The database is managed by the Department of Correctional Services. Since the start of this year, 25 uh, convicted sex offenders have been added to the registry. For political scientist Dr. Leon Levers, these figures seem incredibly low. Given the number of sexual offenses recording in, recorded in Jamaica annually, yeah, the number does seem low. We know that globally, as well as in Jamaica, approximately 25% of women experience some form of abuse in their lifetime. Okay, let me see. Convictions and acquittals. There, are 40, there were 40 convictions and 20 acquittals for sexual offenses over the last two sessions of the Home Circuit Court held between January and July. Uh, she believes, too, that socio-cultural norms in Jamaica that encourage sexual violence, particularly among young men and women, are among the most problematic aspects of what allows sex offenders to fall outside of the monitoring regime established in law. 
The disclosure of the DCS comes amid signs of growing support within the Andrew Holness led government for calls to make the registry open to the public. Um, the legislation stipulates that a person convicted for specified offenses who has not been exempted by a judge should be registered as a sex offender after their conviction is recorded either by the Supreme Court, the Circuit Court, or Court of Appeal. Incest, rape, marital rape, sexual touching or interference, sexual grooming of a child, sexual intercourse with a person under 16, grievous sexual assault and indecent assault are among the specified offenses listed in the law. However, according to the DCS, only the police persons engaged in professional counseling of sex offenders, persons managing educational institutions where they are controlled or seeking to be enrolled, persons managing facilities that treat vulnerable persons, as well as prospective employers and employees of sex offenders are allowed to access the registry. Okay, I'm still going, folks. I'm trying to sift through here. It doesn't seem as though there is anything in place to prevent them from moving as normal. In February last year, though, Trinidad and Tobago, the government of Trinidad and Tobago announced amendments to its Sexual Offenses Act that allows, that allows citizens to access via a website details about convicted sex offenders, including their names, addresses, photographs, and their crimes. Should they have the same thing in Jamaica? Or is it more important to protect their lives? What, what matters more? Rhetorical question there. <laughs> Of course, it should be it should be um, should be publicized, you know. And the, the, the number seem extremely low. It is and, low. Uh, it uh, I guess like the article say a lot of people are not um, reporting these things, which 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 further perpetuate the, 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 so these acts, you know. And then if they're if they're not called out in a public way where people can know if a sex offender living close to you are in the, in in the in, in your space near to where your kids are i mean yeah it should be publicized i think so too you're worrying about your life who was worrying about the person that you offended were you worried about them you weren't And I agree that we have to tame our anger, but you know what? You had no business troubling people. Go ahead, go right ahead. I personally think that if the government was doing a, a better job or is utmost best to monitor these people, like as you said, there's no, there seemingly doesn't seem to be any restrictions on what happens to them after they're released. If the government was doing a proper job of monitoring these people, making sure that they're, you know, like as you said, the laws in the states that they're, however many, you know, miles away from, you know, without, you know, within, you know, whatever radius it is of certain environments, then the public list might not be needed. 
Because if we knew that, if but since the government can't be trusted to monitor these people and keep track of them, then I think, yes, it, it is needed. It is. I agree. So I jumped on dcs.gov.jm. Interesting information here. Sex as it really, Department of Correction Services, it's their website, Sex Offender Registry. Uh, who, who is to be registered? Sex offenders who are convicted for specified offense and not exempted are to be registered and we established that. Uh, offenders are kept on the register and are monitored for at least 10 years before they are eligible for termination of the registration and reporting requirements. In the States, once you're on it, you're on it. No, so? Or there's an expiration date. After a while, they, they remove you. How does it work here? After 10 years, you can be eligible for termination of the registration and reporting requirements. Reporting obligations of sex offenders. Sex offenders who are not exempted from registration and reporting requirements shall within three days from being sentenced and not in lawful custody report to the sex offender registry registration center that serves the parish in which they reside. Sex offenders who are being released from correctional institutions, whether on parole or otherwise, shall within three days from being released uh, from correctional institutions, whether on parole or otherwise, shall uh, report to the registration center that serves the parish. After the initial visit to the registration center that serves the parish in which the sex offenders reside, they shall return within 14 days after changing main or secondary residence. Within 14 days after changing name. Hold on a second now. So they are allowed to change their name? Okay. At any time between 11 months and a year after the last visit to the city, sex offenders shall not leave Jamaica before first notifying the registry their intention to do same. They must complete and submit in person a notice on absence of sex offender form within 14 days of the date of departure, if they intend to travel outside of Jamaica or intend to stay at an address or location other than main or secondary residence for a period of at least 14 consecutive days. They must report actual return to main or secondary residence no later than 14 days after return date. Now, as it relates to the removal of sex offenders from the register, after the expiration of 10 years from the date of the imposition of the registration and reporting requirements, the original period, a sex offender shall be eligible for termination of the reporting requirements imposed. Upon the expiration of original period, a judge in chambers shall make an order to either terminate the registration and reporting requirements or continue with or without variation of a further period not exceeding 10 years. A judge can apply one or two at end of further period. A sex offender may apply to a judge in chambers for an order to terminate the registration and reporting requirements. However, this can only happen if the registered offender was given additional periods 
or the reporting requirements were varied from the expiration of the original period of 10 years. <laughs> Clearly, they are protected. They're allowed to change it. How does it work in the States? I really don't know. How does it work here? All I know is, every, you know, you get... um alerts on your phone here if you're in an area and you will get emails saying make sure you're checking databases all the time i don't see why why are we making it private who are we truly protecting the offender or the offended the person who is the victim? Are they able to change their names? How are they protected? You can change your name. This is the part that gets me. And you, after 10 years, you can drop off. I think it's a very loose system. As now, if you were falsely accused, that's a different story. But where are you guilty? I think you your name should remain on the registry. And you should be monitored. How many times have offenders, we've heard of stories where sex offenders go back and commit the same crime if they intend to travel outside of Jamaica I don't know I, I, I don't know I'm probably asking for too much I don't know I'm thinking about myself if I were a victim What would I want? I would want to know that the person, okay, they have been found guilty and they had to do time or whatever. I want to know that we can keep tabs on these people. So the person is allowed to change their name. They move to, to uh, let's say, Ocherios. I'm living in Westmoreland and I decided, you know what, I want to move to St. Anna. I want to go live in Ochoa's. At least I know this person is there so I can make an informed decision. Do I want to live there? What if I come across this person? I'm going to be triggered. I'm going to be reminded of the trauma. Publicize it. I need to know where they are. That's, that's it. Publicize it. Our next story out of the uh, Caribbean corner. High hopes for Jacure. Story courtesy of JamaicaObserver.com. Chief Executive Officer of Shocking Vibes Production, Patrick Roberts, says the probability of Jacure's striking of Jacure striking gold behind prison walls for a second time is high. His sentiments come ahead of the singer's 11-track album, Undeniable, set for release in February. I definitely think it will be a success. However, this shouldn't be following him up where he has to be behind prison walls to produce a hit. 
that's not something one should glamour about. It's just unfortunate what has taken place and followed him in his career, Roberts told the Jamaica Observer. This will be the entertainer's fifth studio album and first since the release of Royal Soldiers in 2019. It is produced by uh, K1 of Sweden. In March 2022, Jack Cure, given the name Sikachor Alcock, was sentenced to six years in prison in the Netherlands for stabbing a show promoter in that country over unpaid monies. The artist, who was acquitted of attempted murder, has been incarcerated since October 2021. He's set to return to court on the 24th of this month for a pro forma hearing. The pro forma is a short formal procedural matter lasting approximately 10 to 20 minutes to decide if the suspect should be kept in detention while awaiting trial. According to Dutch law, this decision is reviewed every 90 days. Jack Cure had several previous brushes with the law. He was convicted of rape and illegal possession of a firearm back in April 1999 and served eight of a 15-year prison sentence before being released in July 2007. I wasn't even aware that his, which hits did he release when he was in jail prior? Which ones? I'm trying to think. All right, Jakir. Um, if others are making money while locked up, so I heard a mess argue with you. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we have stories for you from the international scene and more. So keep it locked. Je suis tout à toi.
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And of course, I have to say thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, moments with me media. And the mean everything is, am I? You are inside the Friday Mix, it's Freestyle Friday. Today we're playing Kompa and Zook music. I conquered my fair today. <laughs> yes, I did. I feel so proud of myself. Thank you so much. One thing about Kumpa and Zook music, it makes you want to just grab somebody, hold on to them and just dance, get lost in their arms. Just wish I understood what they were saying. I am clueless. I have no understanding of fail at all. <laughs> one day, one day I will learn. The only thing I know how to say is Sakpase. And of course, the response Nabule. about to give her that Goya special. <laughs> Are you ready, man? You gonna wipe me like Nicky after this. Nico, first quarter.
Coming up after the music break, we have stories out of uh, Africa, Japan. Um, yeah, we also have stories out of North America coming up as well. Interestingly, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders is banning Latin X from state documents. We're going to talk about that. Must be the way you hold it down. She'll always be around Yeah I'm still at this dance It's fun to be right I'm still at this dance It's fun to be right It makes me want to show my love to you My love to you She'll be getting me sick of war Get to me for the war I'm keeping some abortion Five minutes before the top of the hour, we're going to go ahead and get back to business. This is the voice of Felicia Ross. The song is called Consa. I heard it last night and I've been playing it over and over again. I don't know what she's saying. I wish someone in here could uh, interpret for me. But it has a nice vibe to it. I love it. It's kind of sick. Well, it sounds sexy. I need to go on Google and see if I can get a translation for it. Worth it. it must be true Cause we survived together 
thank you once again to everyone listening online. Appreciate you. And thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. So I jumped to Google and I put in the name, her name, Felicia, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S-I-A, last name Ross. Name of the song is Consa, K-O-N-S-A. So here are the lyrics. All the guys want to try, but you're the only one that's on my mind. You make me want to show my love to you. Uh, Let me give it up to you. Show my love is true. Let me keep this love brand new. Nobody else can do the things you do, baby. You know I want to prove my love to you, baby. Must be the way you hold it down. I have no glitch. I'll always be around. It makes me want to show my love to you. Let me give it up to you. Show my love is true. Let me keep this love brand new. Nobody else can do the things you do, baby. You know I want to prove my love to you. Okay. Uh, just me and you, soon moving mountains. I knew. I always knew this love was worth it. It must be true because we survived together. Beautiful words. I like it. I like it. Okay. Don't ask me to read it in Creole. I have no clue. <laughs> but it's nice. I'm going to put her on my play- on my um, playlist for keeps. Uh, ladies, you can sing this to your men or play it for your men. All right, thank you, thank you, folks, for humoring me. Now it's time for us to get into stories from the international scene. First up, we head on over to the the continent. Ghana increases salaries by thirty percent. Oh, so someone asked me this question before I read it. Someone asked me this question: Why do I refer to the continent of Africa as the continent? And it, my I responded by saying because it's the original continent, so that's why I don't know. <laughs> it's the original continent in my eyes. You know, so that's why I refer to it as the continent. You have to put it in its place. It's number one. Ghana increases salaries by 30% amid economic woes. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera.com. Ghana's government and trade unions have agreed to increase all public servants' salaries by 30% for 2023, they said in a joint statement. This as the country struggles to reduce debt and tackle rampant inflation. Trade unions representing public service employees started negotiating salary rises with the government in November, a few months after hardship spurred street protests that pushed the government to seek help from the IMF. The two parties on Thursday settled on a 30% increase to base pay across the board, effective January 1, 2023. The West African gold, oil, and cocoa producer once described as Africa's shining star by the World Bank, is battling its worst economic crisis in a generation, with inflation hovering at a record 50.3%, the highest in 21 years. The local SETI dropped heavily against the U.S. dollar last year as government spending cuts and central bank interest rate hikes failed to tame inflation, which rose to a new high of 54% last month. Ghana's government announced sweeping spending cuts in March, 
including a lowering of ministers' salaries to reduce the deficit, contain inflation, and slow the steady's slide. But it also increased the cost of living allowance for public workers by 15% in July, citing the effect of global challenges on citizens. Ghana secured a staff-level agreement with the IMF for $3 billion, which is a three-year support package, and that happened in December. But it needs to restructure its debt to access the funds. The government launched a domestic debt exchange program last month and later said it would default on nearly all of its $28.4 billion of external debts. It asked to restructure its bilateral debt under the G20 Common Framework platform this week. As I'm reading the story, I feel like I want to go take up a course in economics to try to really understand how it really works because I, I struggle with all of this debt every country is in debt every single country and it's something I just can't understand how did the country go into debt in the first place but before we even get there the history of the country's bank how did they start up with their own money? And I know I sound um, ignorant as heck right now, and I'm okay with that. But it, I'm trying to think. I create a country. I'm going to go discover a country. Yeah, I'm going to go put on my Columbus hat and go discover a country. Okay, they say there's another planet right about the size of earth that we can possibly live on i move there i go discover this planet i move there people move there we need to start from scratch we're not coming there with anything we create money right isn't that what we do we create money the country creates the money so i'm just trying to i don't know and can't i create as much as i want in my country who controls my money now when it comes to all right i'm on go ahead go right ahead go ahead Dado. well the, the central bank will control the money but the thing is you have to, what you have to look at with money money is just a medium of exchange remember back in the days there used to be stuff like butter you see so at the end of the day, it's just exchange of goods for goods. No, give me one second. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. No, sure. Understanding some, I'm on Google typing and understanding the history of money. Juke type. You ever heard that term, juke type? History of money. Here we go. Because. Wow. So I, I know about the bartering system, which is still done today, but to some degree, but done in, in a different way. Uh, explain the history of money. Let me see. Before money was invented, people bartered for goods and services. It wasn't until about 5,000 years ago that the Mesopotamian people created the shekel, which is considered the first known form of currency. Gold and silver coins date back to around 650 to 600 BC 
when stamped coins were used to pay armies. So how did it first start? Okay. okay, moment. So I'm back. Okay. So essentially, so butter was just the exchange of goods for goods. But the thing is with buttering is that if you, you have beef and you want chicken, you understand, you somebody that have a cow or sell beef have to give you an equivalent amount of beef or chicken or chicken for corn or whatever. So it was difficult sometimes to come to a common understanding. So what you do is you create money to replace that. So you give you give it a value. So I will say, okay, in my money, one dollar is is equal to one pound of beef, and two pounds of chicken. So there is a common valuation. So we could do transactions, and don't have to worry. I don't have to worry necessarily about what you have, and what I have. But it's just that in a money value system if i want chicken i know i have to give you x amount of dollars to get a pound of chicken or if you want beef you give me x amount of dollars for instance to get that x amount of beef you understand so what happens is that everybody could trade regardless of what they're selling or buying without worrying of having to to do that exchange of goods for good essentially okay and then now you have the whole you take that now and you start to look at the international, like let's say, butter system. But you have to come up with a with a common value of each country's currency, okay? Because each country have their own money. So, what, for instance, how much EC dollar is equal to a US dollar? And that is where the whole trading system and thing come in. But the thing is, it's complicated because you have different exchange rate systems and then you have um, what is your money based on back in the day you still have the gold standard where you you have gold reserves um to back up whatever money you have and stuff but then we started with the floating rate system where the central bank essentially in some of these powerful countries could print as much money as they want and stuff you understand so it goes into a lot more details but essentially it was creating a medium by which everybody could buy and sell that medium has a common value in that market or it, it operates in. It has to be durable. It, ha it cannot cost too much to create and certain characteristics it has to have. You understand? So that's the whole, at a very high level. <laughs> I set a breakdown. I'm glad you said at a very high level. Come and feel. Back at the class, banana subject. <laughs> Bones checking on my account. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Feel like valiant right now. <laughs> yeah, but it depends on the resources and it depends on the demand. Because, for instance, if there is, okay, so US dollar, there's a high demand. If there's a demand for your goods and services, the price will go up. All right. You have a limited supply. But you said if the central bank, why don't you can't print money? If you start printing too much money, what you make it is that the money become too available so for instance the more money you print you understand uh and the more money in circulation it could show off your economy because it will it will help with the inflation because things start to value in don't value in so for instance in zimbabwe we had the, the price of the dollar going up exponentially every day it's not stable um after a while it's lose its value because if i had to get ten thousand dollars to buy a bread you could understand how much I would have to get to get a car and all this different stuff. So you can't just print money just like that. 
You know what I mean? All right. So that part I understand. But I want to go back even further. <laughs> I want to go back even further. So I get up and I say, okay, I have a new country. I am going to print money. Do I distribute to everybody? How did people end up getting this money from whoever decided to print it? Was it just one person who hired everybody and then people broke off? And How did it really start? This history of money. I'm trying to understand There it. were societies that started to, to trade in things like shells, some kind of precious metal. We started exchanging and, and, and putting a value to it. So it was not the dollar as we know it. Huh? All right. You know, I, I, I think I'm going to take up a course in economics. Hold on. <laughs> I hope no cursing, no nothing this one. It's said clean, but this is how <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Valiant, no lie. Bone shaking and comes and make the skull upset. No, 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 don't sit. Back at the classman, I'm a subject. No, but for real, that's how I feel. Dunce when it comes to understanding how countries end up in debt. So, I need, so, and I get the bartering thing, and I need, I understand placing a value on a product and a service. I, I understand that part. I'm just trying to, is it that, okay, uh, Donnell, you have your country, right? So, the country of Donnell. Donnell has. The, the debt. Go ahead, the debt, go ahead. The debt part is essentially loans. It's like how you end up in, in that. You you take a loan, you pay interest on the loan, you service, you service that loan. You pay back the interest on the principal and then you're debt free. So when you don't have enough money to do what you want as a government, as a country, you go out there, you take a loan from institutions, from other governments and so on, and you have X amount of years to pay the loan with X amount of interest, and that's how it goes. When you pay back the loan, you're good. But there are sometimes you default on loan. So you have a credit card. You don't pay it. You default on the credit card. So the collectors come in. <laughs> and then they might say, okay, well, the collectors might say, let's, let's work a deal. I would restructure this loan and allow you to pay a, a lower amount over a longer period. Stuff like that. So it's similar to our country. I wish money was never invented. That's the truth. And everybody just lived. And, but then again wake up out of la la land moments is that that's not how it is <laughs> at the same time though the government of ghana has to recognize and has to acknowledge that the income of uh those who are employed within civil society public servants they can't live how can you have inflation at 50.3 percent and expect them to continue to survive at the same pay. It's impossible. So I understand regardless what's going on, you have to do that 30% increase. Is it enough? I'm sure it's not, but it's, it's a far cry from not getting anything at all. They need it. They definitely do, right? So we're not going to be mad at them for trying to have some kind of conscience and to alleviate some of the burden of their public servants. 
what they have to do is see to it that they do a proper debt restructuring so that they can access the money from the World Bank. And my hope is that they will not have to use all of the three billion. When you borrow money from the IMF, do you have to take the entire amount? Or can you just say, you know, you approved us for the three billion, but after we've done XYZ, we only need two billion. Can you leave the other billion or do you have to take the entire amount because it has been approved? How does that work? Not sure. So for our next story, which is of concern to me, Fukushima nuclear disaster, Japan is to release radioactive water into sea this year. Story courtesy of BBC.com. Japan says it will release more than a million tons of water into the sea from the destroyed nuclear power plant this year. After treatment, the levels of most radioactive particles meet the national standard, the operator said. The International Atomic Energy Agency says the proposal is safe, but neighboring countries have voiced concern. The 2011 Fukushima disaster was the worst nuclear accident since Chernobyl. Decommissioning has already started, but could take four decades. We expect the timing of the release would be sometime during this spring or summer, said Chief Cabinet Secretary on Friday morning, adding that the government will wait for a comprehensive report from IAEA before the release. Every day, the plant produces 100 cubic meters of contaminated water, which is a mixture of groundwater, seawater, and water used to keep the reactors cool. It is then filtered and stored in tanks. With more than 1.3 million cubic meters on site, space is running out. The water is filtered for most radioactive isotypes, but the level of tritium is above the national standard. However, neighboring countries and local fishermen oppose the proposal, which was approved by the Japanese government in 2021. The Pacific Islands Forum has criticized Japan for the lack of transparency. Pacific peoples are coastal peoples, and the ocean continues to be an integral part of their subsistence living. Japan is breaking the commitment that their leaders have arrived at when we held our high-level summit back in 2021. It was agreed that we would have access to all independent scientific and verifiable scientific evidence before this discharge takes place. Unfortunately, Japan has not been cooperating. This concerns me. We might say how so, because we are not on that side of the world. But fish travel. Oceanic life travel. We know this. When it's cold, they move to other waters. When it's hot, they move again. Some relocate for the sake of... um nesting or laying eggs and replenishing the ocean the food on earth is contaminated enough the sea is contaminated enough do we really need radioactive waste going into the ocean and scientists may say well you know it's minuscule it's very little but it adds up 
let's look at the fish that live in those waters. Chances are they may end up disappearing and those that stay, they're ingesting. And there's, some of them are so small. After a time, what does it do to their system? It's as though there is a purposeful effort in place to thin out humanity as much as possible, attack every way possible. We have to stop the population growth. We are too dense. That's the only thing I can come up with right now. That's the only thing I, I, I can feel and believe right now. Yesterday, we had the damning report with regard to the FDA and the CDC and all of them people has released the vaccination. When you hear about the high number of cases related to cancer, babies being born with cancer. I remember when Chief said um, he was advised to cover his crops so that the rainwater doesn't catch them because the rainwater is contaminated. So when are they when can we move to the new earth? <laughs> but it's not even about moving to the new earth. Because what what are we gonna do? Repeat the behavior. That's all we're gonna do. When do we start holding corporations truly accountable for the destruction of the planet on which we have to live? When? What, what are we to eat? We say go vegan, but then there are concerns with that as well. Because is vegan really more healthy when you think about it? All the chemicals that are floating around in the, or in the atmosphere? There's water included in a vegan lifestyle. How safe is the water? So any which way you turn, as we say in Jamaica, Makajukyo, you're bound to get catch. Something is going to get a hold of you. No matter, how, no matter how healthy a lifestyle you try to lead, you're still going to be impacted to some degree. But what is even more concerning is that you're having seemingly healthy people dying young you're hearing more and more cases of parents burying children parents not living as long as they used to which only takes me right back to square one ground zero this seems intentional, purposeful. It's a plan. That's just how I feel. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying that's how I feel when I sit down and I think and I read and I watch and I hear. I'm truly concerned for us as human beings. Go ahead, Apple. Mm, oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Um, I don't feel so. I know so because them 
say it out of them own mouth. You know what I mean? Carl Schwab, Bill Gates, you know, uh, all of them. Um, um, what about the name? It don't uh, matter what's name, just, just Yeah, but all of them, you know what I mean? Them say it out of them own mouth. You know, um, the Great Reset, you know, um, the population too high and, you know, too much life left on the planet and the only way for control that and for reduced numbers are through vaccine and healthcare services, you know, yeah, them say to them one mouth, you know, the food, everything, you know, why eat healthy food and we can make some, something at the lab and then a couple of years, it, what we make at the lab and go you now, it start to kill enough. half. <laughs> you get what I say? So, I feel something, I know something because again, it comes straight from the horses and mouth. You get me? So, it's just all agenda, you know what I mean? Just all agenda. For, and you can't, be a, you can't be human, like real time, you could never be a human for want to take so much innocent people's lives just for whatever cause you might have, you know what I mean? You can't be human. We don't think he's from this planet, you know, and probably that is why you see most of them are trying to do all sorts of things, especially right now about climate change. How did them alone run up and don't about the sun are going to get hot? You know, them, them, worry, them, them, them scared so right now the sun are just, the, the earth are cleansing the, the parasites from it. That's all it is. And them in fear and them are run up and down like, you know, roaches when they turn on the light, is it me? Because I'm in fear and you know, so they much have to do every single thing they can possibly do for not go or if they know so they might have to go them bring some with them or you know, whatever it is, you know. So yeah, that's a still matter about colonize uh, Mars and all oh, this new planet and you know what I mean? So they they them know what they do. They them know what they do. Just want to believe them know what they're doing. <laughs> USX, thank you, Alpha. U.S. extends temporary deportation protection to Somali citizens. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera.com. The United States has extended temporary deportation relief to Somali citizens in the U.S. With President Joe Biden's administration saying the humanitarian crisis and armed conflict in the African nation have created a situation too dangerous for them to return home. In a statement on Thursday, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security said a temporary protected status TPS for Somalia would be extended for 18 months. The move means approximately 430 Somali nationals who already have TPS will keep that status through September 17, 2024. About 2,200 others who have continually resided in the U.S. since January 11 of this year would also be eligible to apply for the protection. Through the extension and redesignation of Somalia for temporary protected status, the United States will be able to offer safety and protection to Somalis who may not be able to return to their country due to ongoing conflict and the continuing humanitarian crisis. And that is according to Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. Washington grants TPS to nationals of countries where conditions temporarily make it too dangerous for them to return, such as in cases of armed conflict or environmental disasters, including earthquakes and hurricanes. The U.S. has extended TPS to people from Afghanistan, Yemen, 
Haiti, Cameroon, and Ukraine, among other nations. And now for stories out of North America. Denver couples shot with pepper balls by police set to receive a $325,000 settlement. Story courtesy of Baller Alert. A couple who was shot with pepper balls by police as they delivered a DoorDash order has been awarded monetary damages. The shocking ordeal took place in June 2020 when homeless partners Shaitaro Brown, and I, I know I butchered the name, I think it's Shaitario Brown, and pregnant Brittany King were delivering a DoorDash order in Denver, Colorado. As their vehicle, which they were living in at the time, neared the intersection by the Civic Center, they noticed a heavy police presence due to a George Floyd protest taking place. Brown got out of the vehicle to inform the officers that King was pregnant and requested they be allowed to pass. That is when the officers fired pepper balls at the couple. Due to the chemicals in the balls, the car was deemed unlivable, taking away the couple's only means of shelter. Brown suffered lacerations and bruising to his face, while King sustained a broken right hand due to multiple shots, chemical burns, bruises and several balls being fired directly into her stomach. According to the lawsuit, King experienced complications during her pregnancy due to the attack and that has now resulted in the child having developmental delays. The Denver City Council agreed this week to a $325,000 payment to the couple. Their federal lawsuit was solidified due to the entire interaction with officers being captured on video by a nearby witness. After the assault, Braun, Brown also shared photos of his blooded face. Shortly after the protests, he spoke with a local media outlet demanding answers as to why he and King were attacked when they were simply driving. $325,000 is nothing. Yeah, it's not enough. They should have got more. Way more, uh, Teflon. Yeah. Way that's more. Take, they should, they should, they, they should get a lot more than that. That's that's that that is taking the piss. I think they're having a laugh. Yeah. Nah. Three hundred and twenty-five thousand. This woman had complications in her pregnancy and all sorts. Of that nah, that nah. But not only that, uh, Teflon and Sir. Now the child has developmental issues, so they have to. Look care of that, take care of that child. It's costly. They should have got millions. I'm sorry. Thankfully, a witness recorded everything because we know how that would have gone. He came out to advise of what they're doing and you were attacked, punished for doing the right thing. Three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Who was the who? Who went after the the city for them? Who represented them? Innocent people who were not do protesting. Think, do you do you think they took they took advantage of the fact that they those homeless? Maybe they thought that they're probably desperate and they'll probably settle for anything. It's quite possible. Because that's, that, that's definitely taking a piss. 
It is. That child, yeah, because that child, it's not, it's not even about the couple. Like, it's, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm more thinking about the child. The child's going to um, have like a, 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 a lifetime of um, delays. And yeah, that's just sad, man. They were truly taken advantage of. So I'm not even going to celebrate that they're getting a $325,000 check because mm -mm, that's just interest. Where, where's the real check? Yeah, that, I mean, 320 that's nothing. That money, that money will done, like, I don't know, that's, yeah, that's nothing. That's, that's, that's not money. It's not a lot. Oh, boy. Another story courtesy of BowlerAlert.com police body cam video shows LAPD repeatedly using Taser on BLM founder's cousin hours before his death. On Wednesday, LAPD released body cam footage showing the moments when officers repeatedly tased a man who later died. The incident occurred on January 3 after Keenan Anderson, a Los Angeles teacher and the cousin of Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors, got into a traffic accident. Footage of the encounter shows Anderson, 31, asking officers for help after witnesses indicated he had caused the accident. My cousin was asking for help and he did not receive it. He was killed, Colors told the Guardian. Nobody deserves to die in fear, panicking and scared for their life. My cousin was scared for his life. He spent the last 10 years witnessing a movement challenging the killing of black people. He knew what was at stake and he was trying to protect himself. Nobody was willing to protect him. The body cam video shows Anderson later complying with the officer's command to sit on the sidewalk. However, he is later seen concerned with the officer's behavior, saying, I want people to see me and you're putting a thing on me. Anderson later jogs over to the other side of the intersection, which prompts a brief chase. Once the cop catches up to Anderson, he sits on the ground in the middle of the street. And that's when the cops tell him to turn over on his stomach. A struggle eventually ensues when other officers responded. At one point, Anderson yells, they're trying to George Floyd me. The struggle continued and Anderson was tased repeatedly and eventually handcuffed and then taken into custody. Police say Anderson was later taken to a Santa Monica hospital where he was later pronounced dead after suffering a cardiac arrest. LAPD Chief Michael Moore said in a press conference, that Anderson's behavior was erratic and that he suffered a medical emergency. He also said that a preliminary toxicology report showed that Anderson tested positive for cannabis and cocaine. However, an official cause of death has not yet been released. It was a traffic accident. Instead of treating him like a potential criminal, police should have called the ambulance, said Colors. If there was a policy in which traffic stops were met with unarmed professionals who come to the scene to help with whatever situation has happened, that would have prevented my cousin's death and that would have prevented so many other deaths. She also added, these types of killings and this type of force will not be interrupted unless we have courageous elected officials come forward and challenge not just the police, but also the policies. Oh boy, another one. Um, I agree that 
with a statement that changes can be made and one effective change could be who shows up to the scene of an accident. Who shows up to the scene of an accident where people are cooperating, where no one is running off, everyone has stopped. One thing I've always noticed, it's a common thread with many incidents that involve civilians and police, and I'm not just talking about black folks, I'm talking about civilians in general. When there is a detrimental outcome, a disastrous outcome, how quickly it's always highlighted drugs. You ever notice that? And whenever they do that, what are they doing? They're minimizing. They're minimizing the person's existence. And it comes across as though you're justifying your actions because they were on drugs. Well, since drugs seems to be at the center of everything as it comes to police um, cases or police-involved cases, develop a different strategy then of, as to how you interact with folks who may be on drugs. Is it always to tase and shoot? Is that, or tase or shoot? Is that the go-to automatically if someone is on drugs? How do you deal with people who are on drugs? What is the protocol? Tase them right away? Is that it? Seems to be it. But I've noticed this time and time again. Whether the person stood up or the person ran off, drugs always seems to come into the story. What does it do? It dismisses their actions. It now gives them the advantage. It's a way of, it's a way of swaying the public jury. Facts. Because there's a certain amount of... Um, people in this world who have no empathy and as soon as they hear that it's someone that was on drugs ah, all these bloody people on drugs see da, 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 and they'll try and, and you know as you say minimize their humanity you know because they're a drug user you know um everyone has an equal right to live and be free whether you're a druggy whether you're an alcoholic you know i mean everyone has their poison everyone has their vices you okay and yeah, and okay. some people are just more, you know, vulnerable to these things and more, you know, more addictive personality. I don't know, whatever, more susceptible to these things. It doesn't make them less human and it doesn't mean that you have to deal with them like they're, you know, garbage. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a way of sweat, smearing the people in the, uh, you know, swaying public perception, like by kind of tarnishing their character kind of thing. And it's a, it's a horrible tactic to use, it's but it's quite dehumanizing. What what's the term? Character assassination? Is that what it is? Yeah, more or less. Oh, Chili put it in the chat too. Trying to assassinate your character in public, and I agree, Chili. Where is the toxicology report for the officers? 
You notice they don't do toxicology reports in the offices. It's always the other person. How do we not know that a lot of these offices are not inebriated, even while on the job? How do we know that what they're sipping on in their cup is not tainted with alcohol? How do how we know that? I flash back to when my brother told me he got pulled over for a traffic ticket up in Maryland. And he went to court. And the judge asked him, do you have an attorney? He's like, no, I don't need an, an attorney. I only have one question. When was the last time? that what you call it, the gun that they point at the vehicle to catch your speed when was the last time it was calibrated <laughs> they didn't have a report they had to dismiss the case oh i'm gonna use that if i ever get pulled over they had to dismiss the case. Show me the calibration report. When was the last time it was calibrated? How do you know it was in fact working? He walked out of court, not having to pay that ticket. He won that case. Well, who is checking? Who is calibrating the officers? Who is checking them? Because we, you know, Chile, you're absolutely right. We never hear about a toxicology report being done on the officers. It's their word against ours. They're always in the right. If you are doing a traffic stop, or if you're doing, if there's an accident, have community officers probably come out first. Have them come out. And if the situation gets serious, then you call for backup. Community aides, that's the name of those officers who attend to accidents in and around your, our towns and cities, right? Community aides. So if it's an accident, unless it's a major, major accident, or have them there. Guns don't have to be drawn all the time. Tasers don't have to be drawn all the time. Do you know how to use a taser? How often are they retrained on how to use a taser effectively? How often? Animal sacrifice approved for religious purposes in Detroit area city. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Residents of a Detroit area city have voted to allow animal sacrifices for religious purposes. On Tuesday, the Hamtramck, H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K. Is it tram or track? Is the M Which one is silent? Something is silent. But anyway, the Hamtram, I'm going to say city council, whose members are all Muslims, approved the practice three to two. After legal advice and objections from Muslim residents, the matter was revisited this month after a vote was postponed in December. If somebody wants to do it, they have a right to do their practice, Council Member Mohammed Hassan said. As part of the Eid al-Adha holiday, Muslims often slaughter animals, typically goats or sheep, and share the meat with family, friends, and the poor. It is not something new or novel. 
That's according to Duad Walid, who is director of the Michigan branch of the Council on American-Islamic Relations. This is when Muslims recognize Abraham sacrificing a sheep instead of having to sacrifice his son. Residents will need to give the city notice, pay a fee, and make their property available for inspection. And if I can move there and start butcher my own goat, at least I know them now, wash it with bleach. The only thing is I have to put it under um, religious practices. But um, because the meat coming out of the stores now has all sorts of contaminants, preservatives, colorants. So probably can move to Chicago and um, be able to slaughter my chickens, goats, probably a pig, also a cow. Who came up with the rules of um, the homestead rules where you can't have, if you live in certain places, you can't have chickens in your backyard? Why can't I put up a chicken coop in my backyard? No, seriously, and I'm not joking. I'm being very serious. Why can't I? Why can't I have a pet goat in my backyard? Who came up with the homestead rules? Oh, somebody it's because they want you to go buy the bleach chicken. <laughs> somebody saw it as a way to make money. <laughs> you know what's funny to me? And I understand the concept of keeping law, law and order and making sure that neighborhoods are kept looking uh, meticulous in a certain way. But why do I have to get a permit to change my driveway? Why do I have to get a permit to um, put up a, a pergola in my backyard or put in, putting a, put in a swimming pool? Why do I need a permit for that? Why do I need a permit to put up a wall to, to divide a space in my house? Why do I need a permit for that? I have to ask you permission. And if I don't ask you permission, you have the city inspectors, the Karens, I call them Karens, sorry, driving around. And then you get a letter in the mail. You have to either restore to its original state. You know, I never can understand it. What or even you? worse, you, 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 the, the, the grass on your lawn is, is, is not trimmed properly, you know, it's too high. Too high you know, or high. too low. <laughs> Yeah, or too low by like two centimeters. That was the dumbest one. Like, I drive past in some country areas, yo, and you want to see them out there. Like, I'm going to tell you, so you, you want to see some, them out there upon the grass. Man, I lay down flat and I look on the grass. I mean, I said, I walk in. I'm a wife, I said, yeah, somebody's coming to this over here. Them take pride in them grass. And sometimes they have like, what's it like, uh, awards, competitions, uh, yeah, some certain communities, uh, a competition or something like that, we have the best kept grass, 
And me, me used to see it on TV and I'm thinking of the joke thing. Oh no, you know I mean? mean, I like seeing I a well... Over and see it. No, no, it's not a joke. I, I like seeing a well manicured lawn. I'm not going to lie. I like seeing it. I oh yeah, it looks damn good. Look, That's I, real. I look at some people's homes, but the thing is, for example, in some communities, you have some neighbors who walk around inspecting other people's yards. Grass not green enough. There's a patch of burnt out grass right there. You need to fix that. Oh, you have a sign. <laughs> you have too much hole in your fence, man. You know what I mean? Too much to pick it, they're missing, man. And as I said, I'm all for clean neighborhoods. But I just can't understand why I have to get permission to put up, to make alterations to my home. You are pay for well, your reward. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's weird. But as well, you say somebody say, it's just all about making money. That's it's all. money. It's money. And yes, Chile, this one too. This this one too. It's illegal to collect rainwater, but you have to keep your grass up to code. <laughs> Go figure. Y'all knew that, right? You just you can't just collect rainwater. <laughs> yep. So moments. Yeah. So this is my thought process on um, the permission thing. Yeah. So even though you are paying a mortgage on your home, right? You don't technically own, and I'm just saying in the neighborhoods that like you and I may live in, we don't technically own the space, right? It's different if you go and buy a plot of land that's your land, then you can build whatever you want on it outside of the HOA community, right? But in the community, we technically don't own that. Huh. If your pipe would burst, if one of your underground pipes burst right now, even though it may be a city pipe, depending on where it starts and ends, you're still responsible for that. So we technically don't own, even though I have a home, I technically don't own it because I can't do what I want with it. If you're living out in the country, you can do whatever you want with your home, right? Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, Japan. Yeah, and I don't then know you have the crazy neighbors. Oh, go ahead, sir. Sir, I was saying, I don't know if you, if it's the same in the States. Like, over here, when it comes to buying property, you got, like, leasehold or freehold. So, um, leasehold is when you kind of, like, you just own, like, the property, but you don't own the space. Uh, freehold is when you own, like, the property and the space. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there might be something similar like that in the States. Hmm. You know what? Um, there's something similar. Yeah. And it varies from state to state, city to city, community to community. <laughs> too much. It's too much. Uh, even... 
though I don't live in a community that's governed by an association, you still, you know, have to recognize the laws and the rules and the regulations of the city and abide by them. Because you do have these people who want that job, just drive around and look at people's yards. About, mm -hmm, that tree needs to be cut. Oh, do you know if you have a lot that's empty, you better maintain that lot. If the city has to cut the grass for you because in their eyes the lot is unkept, they send you the bill. You know that, right? So if you have any land, folks, a piece of a lot or something that you're not ready to develop, please see to it that you keep it trimmed so the city doesn't send you a bill. Ah, free, but we're not free. <laughs> a police officer running for Houston mayor charged with domestic abuse. Story courtesy of Baller Alert. A Missouri city... Hold on. A Missouri city police officer just became in eligible to run for Houston Mayo after she was charged with domestic assault family violence. Robin Williams faces allegations of domestic violence from two different situations using her baton and taser on her boyfriend. She was taken into custody on Tuesday. I'm sorry. If you know what went through my mind, you, you, you know I need help. Yeah. <laughs> Last spring, Williams launched a bid campaign to run for Houston mayor. However, she's now accused of beating her boyfriend, which was caught on camera. How we don't know his arm. You call it SM. I could just see her saying to him, What the hell the police going to do? What the hell the police going to do? <laughs> no. Every other button. You know. Introduce it to your job. So last spring, Williams launched a bid campaign to run for Houston mayor. However, she's now accused of beating her boyfriend, which is caught on camera. Her bond has been set for $15,000 and she cannot have contact with her boyfriend. Girl, he got a little too rough with him. He don't like that rough stuff. Cannot possess a firearm and her concealed carry permit has been suspended. On New Year's Eve, police arrived at Williams' home after getting a phone call about a domestic disturbance in the house. The victim told officers that Williams arrived home early that day. The two got into a heated argument, resulting in Williams punching him in the mouth, which started to bleed. The victim also has a video of an incident on August 4, showing the Missouri City Police officer yelling at him from her car, then getting out to beat him with her baton. He apparently broke her phone which she hit several times with the baton in the body and legs while he recorded. Another argument. But moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moment. How many times she have to tell him for, for make sure the plate then wash when she get home, before she get home? <laughs> and all the drawers then wash out. Oh, wow, sir. <laughs> the man too hard is, man. How hard is, man? <laughs> you know what, Lord, forgive me for laughing. She's such a cute little girl. I can't imagine that she would do something like that. But on a serious note, lady, you had no business doing that to the, to the man. 
control your anger. So if you're doing that to your boyfriend, what do you do with people you don't know? H how have you handled yeah. people out there that you come in contact with while on the job? Because you clearly have anger issues. No man, just as I am a huge supporter of no man putting their hand on a woman, unless it's a slap her ass that time, during that time, no woman has the right to put her hand on a man and to physically or verbally abuse him. It goes both ways. Nobody has the right to physically or verbally abuse anyone. Yeah, beat the man on your picnic. And worse, she's a police as well. Like that's that's even that's like um, it's like taking the mick out of her job. She's meant to protect and serve, not to be beating people, children like that. Come on, man. And then she has the audacity to want to uh, run for Houston mayor. <laughs> so I'm in the car, so I can't look at her. But her name don't sound familiar, so I'm not really sure. Where she lives, Missouri City, is like up the road from me. And that's, um, we have different mayors in different parts of the city. So I I don't know. I haven't heard. Mm. I, but Javit, when the money parties. did I get beat, did he hear the balling though? <laughs> Yo, I'm from New York, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Sarkel's behave yourself. She she, no, she, she said it was up the road too? from her, isn't it? So, I mean, that's all. She popo po too? Yeah, she popo po too? Nah, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> she said, Panty government around here. If you hear when me talk to you. <laughs> she wrong. She's wrong. Let me tell you something. I have four sons. God bless the day a woman put their hands on one of my sons. It's a wrap. Just as God forbid them ever put them hand on one woman, it's a wrap. I play that. 25 migrants land in Virginia Key from boat crammed with over 100. Authorities have taken 25 migrants into custody and stopped dozens of others after part of a group that reached the South Florida coast on a sailboat landed along the northern tip of Virginia Key. Multiple agencies responded at around 3 p.m. on Thursday. Story courtesy of WSVN Miami. Units requesting what the reference is and being told is it is, is a boat of refugees. There was a massive response from the city of Miami Police, Miami Fire Rescue, and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, who launched vessels in the area. The U.S. Coast Guard and U.S. Border Patrol surrounded the vessel, which is located off the shore of historic Virginia Key Beach Park. Some of the patients on board are children, and some have been rescued from the water. Wow. I don't know. In our next story, at least seven dead as severe winds, tornadoes hammer U.S. South, according to the Associated Press. Is it that time of year for that type of weather? Sounds early. Usually it is when the winter is dying down. Anyway, the Associated Press is reporting a massive storm system whipping up severe winds and spawning tornadoes 
cut a path across the U.S. South, killing at least seven people in Georgia and Alabama, where a twister damaged buildings and tossed cars in the streets of historic downtown Selma. Authorities said a clearer picture of the extent of the damage and a search for additional victims would come today when conditions were expected to clear. After the storm began easing Thursday night, tens of thousands of customers were without power across the two states. In Selma, a city etched in the history of the civil rights movement, the city council used lights from cell phones as they held a meeting on the sidewalk to declare a state of emergency. Six of the deaths were recorded in Autaug, I can't pronounce it, County, A-U-T-A-U-G-A. Anybody familiar with that county in Alabama, which is 41 miles northeast of Selma, where an estimated 40 homes were damaged or destroyed by the tornado that cut a 20-mile path across two rural communities. Wow. Is it out all? I'm thinking of the word August, so Autauga, out, I don't know. Nobody, I guess nobody here is familiar with that um, county. And I bet you if I listen to the audio clip, it's an easy pronunciation. Okay. At least 12 people were injured severely enough to be taken by two hospitals by emergency responders. In Georgia, a passenger died when a tree fell on a vehicle in Jackson, Butts County, coroner Lacey Prue said. In the same county southeast of Atlanta, the storm appeared to have knocked a freight train off its tracks. We pray for the families who have lost their loved ones, and we also have to send prayers up for those who have lost their homes, that they will get the help they need to restore. We head on over to California. California says it will dismantle death row. The move brings chairs and anger. Story courtesy of NPR.org. California this week pushed ahead with controversial efforts to dismantle the largest death row system in America. Under Governor Gavin Newsom, the state is moving to make the transfer of condemned inmates permanent and mandatory after what the State Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, CDCR, calls a successful pilot program that voluntarily moved 101 inmates off death row into general population prisons across the state. The effort is in keeping with Newsom's belief that the death penalty in America is unjust, is racially and class biased, and has little connection to justice. That's a hell of a thing. The prospect of your ending up on death row has more to do with your wealth and race than it does your guilt or innocence. Think about that. We talk about justice. We preach justice. But as a nation, we don't practice it on death row, and that's according to the Democratic governor last year. After a 45-day public comment period and a public hearing in March, the state hopes to start moving all 671 death row inmates, 650 men, and 21 women into several other prisons across the state with high-security units. Some prisoners will be able to get jobs or cellmates if they... If there, if what? Okay, there is some bad English. I'm sorry, I can't read that. The CDCR says the move allows the state to phase out the practice of segregating people on death row based solely on their sentence. No inmates will be resentenced and no death row commutations offered. Technically, the death penalty still exists in California. Prosecutors can still seek it. 
but no one has been put to death in the state in 17 years. And in 2019, Newsom imposed a moratorium on executions and he closed the death chamber at San Quentin, the decrepit and still heavily used 19th century prison overlooking San Francisco Bay. Where is, where is, oh, Sonata isn't here. Hmm. Afo, can you folks hear me? Afo says the room went silent. Afo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so it's Afo. Afo is you, is you, is you. <laughs> No, we can't hear it no more. I talked earlier when you asked about the sun, and I just say, Oh, it, well, I can say, I forgot what you say. If a little put um, the one on your son, uh, and then it it's just a wrap. go blank, right? Just, yeah, oh. it's a wrap. Just, yeah. I just say it's a wrap, it just go blank when oh. I hear silent, when I hear nothing. Oh, okay. But after a while, I come out of the room, come back in, it's still silent for a while, and I see how as I open my mic. Say, is it me? <laughs> Didn't seem to me to start out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. I know the country is split as it come as it relates to death, the death sentence. Some people don't agree with it. Some people agree with it. Certain crimes we feel emotional about. There's certain atrocities we feel that we shouldn't even bother to have them on death row because we're feeding these people. And it's taxpayers' dollars, and we're taking care of them. But then you have the other side of the fence where there are people who have been placed on death row, who have been executed, who are innocent, only to find out years later, decades later, because no true investigation was done or they were put there because of the color of their skin or their socioeconomic background that did not afford them good legal a good legal team right and unfortunately they had to suffer the consequences of um, inequality or any inequity lack of finances some of them just had to take plea deals just go ahead and agree not sure how to feel about it yeah not sure how to feel about it right now arkansas governor sarah huckabee sanders is banning latin x from stage documents story also courtesy of NPR Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee is banning the term Latin X from state documents according to an executive order she announced on Tuesday she said it is ethnically insensitive and perjurative language and has no place in official government documents or government employee titles so you know I must stop for one second because I don't want to misquote anything let me go to Google. Let me make sure I have the right definition. Latin X meaning a person of Latin American origin or descent. Is Latin X the same as Hispanic? A variety of terms are used to describe people who come from or have family roots coming from countries in Latin America and the Caribbean. In the United States, two terms are most frequently used sometimes interchangeably Hispanic and some variation of Latino, Latina, or Latin 
x. Okay. Let me go back to the article. So, ethnically insensitive and perjurative language and has no place in official government documents. Several adjectives and nouns in Spanish and in O and A to signify feminine and masculine. The A is for feminine, the O is for max masculine. Latin X is a term coined by academics and activists that places Latino and Latina to include those who identify as non-binary. Though the term is not popular in the Latino community, Sanders noted in the executive order that according to Pew Research data, only 23% of Latino adults in the U.S. have heard of the term, and of that, only 3% use it. One can no more easily remove gender from Spanish and other Romance languages than one can remove vowels and verbs from English, she said. All state departments and agencies in Arkansas now have 60 days to replace Latin X with Hispanic, Hispanics, Latino, Latinos, Latina, or Latinas. From my understanding, you would say Latino, you use, whether in English or in Spanish, you use the male as the predominant, but I guess, okay, I'm just sifting through some things in my head. Ignore me. I'm familiar with Latino. You say the Latino community. We don't say the Latina community. You say either the Hispanic community or the Latino community. If you're referring to a group of women who um, identify as Latino, you may say, ah, the Latinas. But as a whole, they're referred to usually as Hispanic or Latina. But now she wants a breakdown of Hispanic, Hispanic, Latino, Latinas. Ay, 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 Dio mio. But, um... Can Just we... call them South Americans, problem solved. Can we get a replacement for African American then? Two? Right, that's all. Take out this... Take out this black... <laughs> uh, put it... Put, call, call niggas. No, 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 call me king. that. No, call me that because their mouth gonna slip. <laughs> their mouth is gonna slip. So, no, no, no. My, my wish is for them to remove, just remove everything. That, that is my wish. Oh, make it go out like oh, it was before, eh? That is my wish. Just remove. How do you identify? Just remove all of it. Just blank it out. And I'll be happy. And I'll, I'll keep praying for that to happen. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we have business and tech news and more stories for you. Keep it locked. We are inside the Friday mix. It's Freestyle Friday. Today we're playing music, um, Compa and Zook. Yeah.
Chérie, coco, fais-moi mm -hmm. J'fais le biscuit, pas de coco Chérie, coco, ma photo Fais-moi mm -hmm. pas de coco Chérie, coco, fais-moi mm -hmm. J'fais le biscuit, pas de coco Chérie, coco, ma photo Fais-moi mm -hmm. To all our listeners, logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media. Thank you for joining us. I was determined to conquer my fears. 
I, I think it's my first time playing Kompa or Zouk music or Kompa and Zouk music on Coffee and Toe. I was always scared to play it, loved listening to it, but just never felt comfortable enough to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it. But I conquered that fair and I feel so proud of myself to just take that first step. And I tell you, you're going to hear more of it throughout 2023. I want to chop your body. And this one is the Zook remix. side to side or tapping your feet or bumping your head i need to check your pulse some you can't help it it's infectious i'm sorry
absolutely beautiful. tech news first up lawyers <laughs> get ready <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing because this is not even funny ai powered robot lawyer set to represent defendant in court case for the first time ever story courtesy of Bala alert i haven't read the story yet i did not read it prior so we're reading this together for the first time we're hearing the story let's get into it artificial intelligence is bringing a new kind of lawyer to the courtroom usa today reports that a robot lawyer will fight two speeding tickets in court next month using bluetooth according to joshua browder ceo of do not pay this will be the first time an AI will be used in a court. A spokesperson told USA Today that one person would argue their case in person, while another would do it over Zoom. Further details of the case are not being disclosed. On its website, Do Not Pay says it is home to the world's first robot lawyer. And its mission is to level the playing field and make legal information and self-help accessible to everyone. Using headphones, Browder told CBS News, the AI creation listens to arguments and gives the defendant instructions on how to respond. While most courts do not allow defendants to wear Bluetooth-enabled earpieces, Browder hopes that if these cases are successful, it will encourage more courts to change their rules. The outlets also claim that the company will pay the costs of the AI-powered lawyer or if the AI-powered lawyer loses the lawsuit. So far, the company has used AI to dispute parking tickets and refund faulty in-flight Wi-Fi. I started the company by accident at Stanford, Browder said. When I moved here, I was a horrible driver and began to accumulate all these parking tickets and I couldn't afford to pay. So I became a legal expert about all the reasons why people can get out of parking tickets. And at the same time, I was a software engineer and I was writing the same letter over and over and over again for myself and my friends. It became obvious that this is something that should so easily be automated. Well, folks, his company has helped win over 2 million service disputes and court cases, but he doesn't expect the company to go commercial this year. This courtroom stuff is more advocacy, he told the outlet. It's more to encourage the system to change. Wow, how we feel about that? An AI attorney. I'm showing. Mm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm showing up in court with my attorney. <laughs> well, I feel, to be honest, 
Yeah, don't. Not hearing you yeah, at all. Mars, at all. Uh, 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 all right, you watch it move with him. Oh, oh you already know? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but no surprise. Yeah, but no surprise. Um, right now, them AI do everything, and them kind of you watch a move with them, and them just are bringing it to reality right now. So, so you know, you hear about and the news, all them something. Yeah, yeah, go and see them face to face. Go a restaurant. Um, right now, our, our castle, uh, White Castle, one of them fast food places. There, them actually have a robot where you know are working at the kitchen. I do the fries, them and all them something, you know what I mean? Um, other places, a robot will take your order, a serve you, you know, so... Uh, them have robot dogs, you know, like a police people. So, them just get ready for making you know, say, yo, when you see the movie, it's like come to place um, into reality. You have the first robot to get the citizenship and all them something there, so you know what I mean? Them, 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 them forget for no one say, yo, when I watch that movie, you see robots among human, be um, human beings just a walk the street like regular people, regular citizens, uh, that are gonna take place. You gonna, you know, uh, help this, a robot uh, ask a question, uh, a robot gonna seek help from. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's the thing that right now, you know, one of them futuristic move the way I watch, that it'll come to, you know what I mean? Tokyo already they far, uh, and, uh, yeah, well, mostly Tokyo, they're already they're far ahead, but they come on to them type of something there already. So, yeah, the, you know, the other part of the world just have to get used to it, you know what I mean? And trust me, you have racist robots out there just to save the so, people who will program ask a them. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do we have, um, so for these AI um, lawyers, AI lawyers, uh, are they going to be cheaper for me to use them than use a live person? How are the fees? Is there a significant difference? Are they better? Um, will they be able to answer all the questions that may possibly come up in court? I'm sure not. Um, if they're not familiar with something that is discussed, are they going to be asked for an extension? be able to ask for an extension or uh, reset or delay, whatever the terms are used in the court. Interesting to see how this plays out. But he has already uh, won over 2 million um, cases and he hasn't gone commercial. So Yeah, I have no idea what the price, but you know what I mean? Uh, all right, now I'm going to talk, talk about it. I look, for it. I look for the video where they must say, yo, <laughs> The same people who create these robots and make the robots them a bit racist. Because them take this that one face, put upon one crime in some other county where we never even commit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So all of them could suck with it. And you, I, I, more than one time I hear them talk about how they're making these AI for think like white supremacy and all them something with it. So all sorts of madness are gonna take place now this new world what can't they much try to come with so you know all right yeah, and yeah, looks, so looks like i need to buy some land on the new earth um universal park. <laughs> <laughs> universal parks and resorts is headed to texas with all new theme park designed for smaller kids story courtesy of bala alert so they're heading there and it's going to frisco texas 
The theme park is a unique one, differing from the others operated by Universal. Sitting on 97 acres, this latest attraction will be specially designed for children between ages 3 and 9. That means the typical roller coasters and thrill rides likely will not be at this park. However, Universal promises there will be no lack of fun. It will be full of family-friendly attractions, interactive and playful shows, character meet and greets, unique merchandise, and fun food and beverage venues. One more intimate experience. The park and resort will be significantly smaller than the location in Orlando, Florida. Families will have four or five different themed lands to choose from, as well as a 300-room hotel. Kids will get up-close interactions with some of Universal's most popular stars, including Minions and Shrek. Per the latest design rendering, a river will also be included, allowing guests to go on boat rides throughout the park. Paige Thompson, Universal Parks and Resorts uh, president of New Ventures, said the company chose Frisco because of its family-friendly environment and rapid growth. For my folks who are looking to invest in real estate, check out Frisco. See what their population looks like. See what developments they have there. If you are able to get in, get in. That's all I'm going to say. Don't sleep on it, folks. If you have the money to invest, if it's a piece of land, buy it. You know what, which has me now. <laughs> Let me just do a quick. Frisco, Texas. Oh, my gosh. Why can't, you know. Let me just go ahead and type it in. I want to know see a little bit what's the population because it's gonna go up frisco texas city of frisco is a frisco is a city in texas and part of the dallas fort worth metro area okay i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking population two hundred and ten thousand seven hundred and nineteen, and that was as of 2021 points of interest they have riders field traintopia national video game museum arbor hills nature preserve okay so just a recommendation folks if you have the money to invest in real estate there you may want to look into it not sure what the price is right now but it's worth looking into Microsoft is set to provide its workers with unlimited time off. Story courtesy of Baller Alert. Starting next week, Microsoft will allow employees to take as much vacation time as they want. Salaried employ workers employed by the company in the U.S. will no longer have a set amount of vacation days each year under its new discretionary time off policy. Beginning January 16, 2023, Microsoft is modernizing our vacation policy to a more flexible model and transitioning to DTO. How, when, and where employees do their jobs has dramatically changed, and DTO aligns with more flexible ways of working. Microsoft's Chief People Officer Kathleen Hogan emailed employees on Wednesday about the policy change. There are roughly 122,000 employees in the U.S. According to The Verge, Microsoft will also provide employees with 10 corporate holidays, leaves of absence, sick and mental health time off, and time off for jury duty and mourning. 
A one-time payout will be given to employees with unused vacation balances. The new DTO policy does not apply to hourly workers and those outside of the U.S. So if you are a salaried worker, you will have unlimited time off. I wonder how that's going to work. Let's see. Is it going to be a catch where some people are going to... Um, have fire themselves eventually for abusing it. IRS announces January 23 start date for tax filing season. So get your papers in order, folks. According to the Associated Press, the official start date of the 2023 tax filing season begins January 23, when the IRS will begin accepting and processing 2022 returns. The news comes after the National Taxpayer Advocate reported on Wednesday that the IRS watchdog is seeing a light at the end of the tunnel of the IRS's customer service struggles thanks to the hiring of thousands of new workers and tens of billions of dollars in new funding provided to the IRS and the Democrats' climate and health law. Agency leadership says taxpayers should expect a smoother filing season this year. We've trained thousands of new employees to answer phones and help people. While much work remains after several difficult years, we expect people to experience improvements this tax season. The IRS has most recently added 5,000 new customer service representatives who were trained in taxpayer rights and technical account management issues and is chipping away at the hundreds of thousands of unprocessed returns from last tax season. The House Republican majority has promised to rescind the nearly $71 billion that Congress had provided the IRS, even though the bill they approved Monday is unlikely to advance the Democratic-run state Senate. Taxpayers will have an extension. Oh, taxpayers requesting an extension, let me just let you know, will have until October 16 to file. The filing deadline for most taxpayers to submit their 2022 tax returns, file extensions, and pay money owed is April 18. That is, the reason it's the 18 and not the 15, because the 15 falls on a weekend. And uh, the District of Columbia's Emancipation Day holiday falls on April 17. So there you go, folks. Tax season kicks off January 23 will end April 18. If you are requesting an extension, you will have until October 16 to file. That's our latest update. In other uh, business and tech news, Ring is set to release drone equipped with camera to patrol your house. According, According to WSVN, Ring wants to improve consumers' peace of mind when they are away with a new product. Always Home is a tiny drone equipped with a camera and navigation sensors. It will fly around a person's home on patrol when they are away. The new device will be able to check the door or other locations when alarms go off. No release date has been announced. So hold on, folks. Don't go looking on the internet yet. It has not been released. We'll update you as soon as we get the updates. In other news, so, may I tell you? Uh, about about the drone. 
I've, has it got um, enough ba um, battery power to um, to do those patrols? That's that's an interesting question. I was thinking the yeah, same thing. Yeah, because there's no way there's no way they'll have a battery that will sustain seven days. Imagine if you if you're away for seven days. You know what I'm thinking, uh, Dre. I'm not sorry, Dre. Teflon. You know what I'm thinking. You know the iRobot that sits on the base and you can program it to vacuum your home and they have the ones that can mop your home and then it goes back to the base when it's finished? Yeah, yeah. They're probably mm -hmm. going to do it like that, which would be the most practical thing. It sits on a base. I don't know where it will be anchored. Um, it has to be somewhere discreet. And you can select when it does a... Well, of course, it's going to check your door and other locations if an alarm goes off. So an alarm goes off, it's going to trigger it to leave base and circle. But it may do random checks. You may have the power to program it to do checks at different times. Or, yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking, Teflon. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's the first yeah, thing. That, oh, sorry. Yeah, I think that's what's yeah, going to happen. That was the first thing I thought of when I was I read it as well. I'm gonna say oh, this must be like the iRobot thing, where it charge itself and when it ready just fly. I guess like I set the time when it's supposed to do what it's supposed to do, and just get up and fly around the place. But again, it just reminded me of another <laughs> future <laughs> move of me I watch, where the man them put in the camera and the camera go around and I scan the place and them dope on the outside. I control it and I. And it has sent back the, the feedback image for them see the the per um how inside stay before them actually go in. So yeah, everything where we're seeing on TV, yeah, you know exactly. Let, let me ask yeah, you a question. Alpha. Alpha. Let me ask you. Do you have a smart TV? You have a smart TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's already watching your home. You have oh yeah, security. Your, your, your fridge, yeah. all of them yeah. something there. So smart fridge, TV, it. all of them something there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not going to be able to escape it as technology is watching us everywhere we turn, you know. All right. So our next story, DOJ announces a $31 million redlining settlement with L.A.-based City National Bank. Story courtesy of NPR. The Justice Department accused Los Angeles-based City National Bank, and that's C-I-T-Y, not C-I-T-I, on Thursday of discrimination by refusing to underwrite mortgages in predominantly black and Latino communities, requiring the bank to pay more than $31 million in the largest redlining settlement in department history. City National is the, is the latest bank in the past several years to be found systematically avoiding lending to racial and ethnic minorities, a practice that the Biden administration has set up its own task force to combat. The Justice Department says that between 2017 and 2020, City National avoided marketing and underwriting mortgages in majority black and Latino neighborhoods in L.A. County. Other banks operating in those neighborhoods received six times the number of mortgage applications that City National did, according to federal officials. So I'm glad they're cleaning that up. And then we're going to... Hold on a second. Let me make sure I got it. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was the wrong thing. So in health and science news, science, <laughs> second, potentially 
habitable Earth-sized planet found orbiting nearby star. Story courtesy of CNN. A NASA mission has spotted an Earth-sized expo- exoplanet orbiting a small star about 100 light years away. The planet, named Toy 700E, is likely rocky and 95% the size of our world. The celestial body is the fourth planet to be detected orbiting the small, cool M dwarf star Toy 700. All of the exoplanets were found by NASA's Transiting Exoplanet Survey Satellite, or TESS, mission. Another planet in the system, discovered in 2020 and named Toy 700D, is also the size of Earth. Both of these exoplanets exist in their star's habitable zone, or just the right distance from the star that liquid water might potentially exist on their surfaces. The potential for liquid water suggests that the planets themselves could be, or might once have been, habitable for life. The discovery of the fourth planet was announced Tuesday at the 21st meeting of the American Astronomical Society in Seattle, and a study about the exoplanet has been accepted for publication by the Astrophysical Journal Letters. Okay. Uh, Moving. I'm moving. As long as I can live there, I'm moving. So, like, persons who into, like, um, aliens and, you know, quantum physics and stuff like that, you can, like, get up and listen to scientists and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, it's kind of like Netflix. You're breaking up, Afo. You're breaking up. Sorry, not hearing you. You're breaking up. Afo, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. We're not hearing you. Not hearing you. All right, so I, I, I want to see somehow for some reason I'm interested in learning more about this one, so I'm going to keep my eye on this one because if I can move, I'll be happy to move. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so th- that's it for science and tech news, and we're moving on to sports news. Uh, Naomi Osaka announces pregnancy and plans to return to tennis in 2024. So she's expecting, I wonder what she's going to have. Let me see if they tell us in the story. Naomi Osaka is pregnant and plans to return to competition in 2024. The tennis star has announced days after saying she's withdrawing from the upcoming Australian Open. The former world number one posted what she called a little life update for 2023 on social media on Wednesday, including a picture of an ultrasound. The 25-year-old Osaka has been dating Corday, I have no clue who that is, who is a rapper for years. We look forward to her having her child. Australia cancels Afghanistan cricket series over curbs on women, courtesy of Al Jazeera. Australia's men's team has withdrawn from their one-day international series against Afghanistan in March following further restrictions on women's and girls' rights imposed by the Taliban, the Cricket Australia said. Australia and Afghanistan were scheduled to play three ODIs in the United Arab Emirates, but CA scrapped the series after extensive consultation with stakeholders, including the Australian government. 
In other sports news, Kobe Bryant's signed MVP jersey goes on the auction block and is expected to sell for $7 million. According to Sotheby, the auction's host, the jersey is the most valuable Kobe Bryant game-worn jersey to ever appear at auction. The signed purple and gold item was worn by Kobe during his 2007-2008 to season for 25 games including six playoff matches. During that season, Kobe averaged 28.3 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 5.4 assists each game. The deceased legend also scored a total of 645 points over eight months in this jersey. The jersey has influenced pop culture in a way that is seldom seen in the sports community, becoming iconic and synonymous with the image of Kobe Bryant in California alone, there are more than 15 murals depicting him in this jersey with wings, American flags, and snakes in the background. What makes this item even more special is that it is also the jersey Kobe is seen wearing in the iconic photo of him during a 2008 playoff game. Okay, $7 million. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if I would spend $7 million on that. I, I, there's so much more I could do with it. But not my money, not my problem. <laughs> Just a quick break and then we're going to return with entertainment news. Some more Tampa answers for you. Time for us to get into our entertainment stories. 
Todd and Julie Chrisley expected to report to prison next week after their bail request was denied. Story courtesy of Bala Alert. The Chrisleys must report to federal prisons next week after their bail application was denied. In November, a jury convicted the Chrisley Knows Best stars of multi-million dollar bank fraud and tax evasion, sending them to prison for 19 years combined. According to reports on January 17, Todd, who is 53, will begin serving a 12-year sentence. That's 65 when he gets out. He might get out before. How is he going to manage without his Botox? Not sure. Um, he begins his sentence at federal prison camp in Pensacola, while Julie, who is 50, will serve her seven-year sentence, so she'll be 57 when she gets out, at Federal Correctional Institution and Federal Prison Camp Mariana, located about two and a half hours away from Todd. Uh, court records show that the couple's motion for bail pending appeal and their request for an extension of 21 days was denied on Tuesday. According to one legal expert, the prisons that the Chrisleys will be reporting to are no country club. Veteran defense attorney Paul Cambria said that Julie will be headed to a camp which is still confinement, adding that a camp is the best place to be. They're, most, they're almost like a college dorm situation. There's usually no fences or barbed wire or things like that. There's obviously monitors and cameras and so on, but it's a fairly relaxed atmosphere. The camps are basically for white-collar, non-violent, a lot of dollars and cents kinds of crimes, said Canberra. Things where violence is not involved. The population typically consists of business people, professionals, lawyers, doctors, dentists, and accountants. It's a country club. According to the Bureau of Prisons, the FPC Pensacola is a 23-acre male-only minimum security prison. The U.S. Attorney for the North District of Georgia said each would serve three years of supervised release after serving their prison sentences. And I know that they're, I feel that they're going to come out before I don't think they're going to serve the full term. That's just how I feel. Mariah Carey allegedly wants full custody of her and Nick Cannon's twins following the birth of baby number 12. Story also courtesy of Bala Alert. She's looking to gain full custody of Moroccan and Monroe. According to Radar Online, sources say Mariah now wants full custody due to her ex-husband's growing family. Last month, the Wild and Out host announced that he welcomed his 12th child, second with Alyssa Scott, following the death of their son in December 2021. <sighs> Cannon's blended family. Excuse me, I'm here laughing. Includes his one-year-old twins and a daughter with Abby de la Rosa, who was born last month. Three children with Brittany Bell, a daughter with Lanisha Cole, and a son with Bree. Carrie has been reported to petition for primary custody, despite being amicable in their joint custody arrangements. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to scan through. According to the source, she wants to put him on notice that he can't just flit in and out of their lives while he attends to his other children. And she wants legal standing as the twins' primary caregiver. <laughs> uh, she, he doesn't see much of them. The reality of the situation is that they're with her anyway. I mean, 
he's a good father and attempts to see the twins as much as possible, but he's spread thin. An insider clarified that Carrie wasn't attempting to take vengeance on Cannon and said she was obligated to act in the children's best interest. Mariah's custody arrangements were made public last were made public weeks after additional sources said that Carrie had urged Nick to carve out more time to spend with their twins. Well, you know what? I don't feel bad for you, Nick. You did this. You did this. And I, I know we have said this right here. There's no way he's able to give each child equal time. It's impossible. Some are going to fall through the cracks. Some are going to feel more loved than others. I personally believe his actions are careless to be some some people may say whatever they want to say you don't have to agree with me but i think he was very careless i don't think he was truly thinking about the children he's just thinking about himself very selfish and when we act out of selfishness it's the children who always suffer how on earth are you able to be there and all these newborns around the same time. And people can sit and say, well, he has the money to do it. It doesn't take money alone to raise children, folks. There is emotional conditioning. Many people who are saying, oh, he has the money to do it. Many of them who are saying it did not have a balanced life growing up. And they look at money as the, well, it's okay. No, it doesn't make it okay. Be responsible. Uh, something that I find a little annoying is when you're going to have, not him particular, but a man will have 20 children, 20 different women, and I live with none of them, has never experienced anything as it relates to raising these children and then i go walk up yeah 20 what did you do for the 20 how many of the 20 did you change their diapers every day did you have to prepare a bottle take them to the doctor take them to the park be at every one of them game go to every single one of them parent teachers meeting It's selfishness. And for those who say, well, he has the money, he can do what he want to do. You know what? You may want to think about that statement a little more. Money doesn't raise a child. It helps to provide things for them. But that is not what raises a child. And that is why we are in the problems we're in today, because we're not raising children. We're leaving them to the devices that we provide them with. When all of them have a game at the same, well, providing he must have send all of them to the same school. I don't know. But I think there is a little bit of irresponsibility on his part. Is he going to keep going? What is he setting up? The new 12 tribes? I don't know. In other entertainment news. Remembering Lisa Marie Presley, I would never take back 
any part of who I am or where I came from. CNN is reporting as the only daughter of the late Elvis Presley and Priscilla Presley, singer Lisa Marie Presley spent her life in the spotlight from the start and the public interest in her life from her marriages to her private tragedies never waned until much like her father. She was taken too soon. Lisa Marie Presley died Thursday after suffering an apparent cardiac arrest. She was 54. Priscilla Presley and the Presley family are shocked and devastated by the tragic death of their beloved Lisa Marie. They are profoundly grateful for the support, love and prayers of everyone and ask for privacy during this very difficult time. Days before her hospitalization, Lisa Marie and Priscilla attended the Golden Globe Awards in support of the Baz Luhrmann film Elvis, starring actor Austin Butler, who picked up an award for his portrayal of the king. Born at the height of Elvis's fame in 1968, Lisa Marie Presley was seen as the princess to the man celebrated as the king of rock and roll. Elvis and Priscilla separated in 1972 when their daughter was four years old, and she was only nine when her father died in 1977. He was 42. Soon she began acting out and experimenting with drugs, resulting in her mother sending her to a series of private schools, including a boarding school in Ojai. Lisa Marie Presley noted to the Los Angeles Times in 2003 that as a child, she was kind of a loner, a melancholy and strange child. I had a real self-destructive mode for a while, she told the publication. I never really fit into school. I didn't really have any direction. She was also the eventual sole heir to Elvis's estate, as well as his sprawling Memphis, Tennessee mansion, Graceland. Her father's vitality and ever-looming legacy didn't, however, steer her away from her desire to pursue a career in music in her own right. Oh, someone's mic is open. Oh. Oops, sorry, Javette. Oh, Lord. Javette, I'm so sorry. I pressed the wrong thing. I was closing your mic and I accidentally moved it to the audience. I'm so sorry, Javette. So sorry, so sorry. My apologies. So, so sorry. Um... I think Javette's mic came off by mistake. Uh, at the time, she had she spoke with Larry King and told him that she has had to park feelings of pressure in comparison to her legendary singer dad. She was once married to Michael Jackson. Um, they had no children together. She's been married four times. She wed musician Danny Koff in 1988, with whom she had a daughter, Riley, and son, Benjamin Storm. But yeah, um, she also suffered the tragedy of losing a child. Her son, Benjamin, died by suicide at the age of 27. Last July, she marked the second anniversary of his death on Instagram. Yeah, may she be at peace. All right. Uh, but <laughs> that's okay, Javette. But what I'm finding is that there are many people dying of sudden heart attacks yeah some of whom good morning everyone good morning good morning good morning i'm sorry no, i didn't no, mean to cut no 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 go ahead rosolo i just wanted to keep in mind that lisa marie presley was um she had been in and out of rehab so i know she's young and she's 54 and it it, it scares us and makes us want to think but lisa marie presley had 
you know, a, a huge battle with opioids and cocaine and different various drugs. I think she went um, and had a rehab about five, four or five times. So I think that needs to be considered as well. She, um, her body was tested several times. Mm. Wow. And they said she was vaccinated as well. There you go. Oh boy. Um. So lifestyle has a lot to do with longevity. They say, right? St- quality of life. That's what they say. Has a lot to do with it. But does it always have a lot to do with it? Not all the time. For example, they say smoking is bad for you, but you have people who smoke and live until their 90s. Drinking is bad for you. Some people drink and live until their 90s. Do I believe that lifestyle can play a role in helping to accelerate? Yes, I do believe that. But I've also seen people who eat healthy, exercise, meditate, Go to the doctor, get their checkups, their regular checkups. Still have heart attacks. Which brings me back to something my father would always say. When it's your time, it's your time. Unfortunately. I can agree with that because I just came from the doctor. And what was found was genetics for me. So despite me eating and and exercising and whatever, sometimes genetics play a great part. So I just have to say, people, make sure you go get your test, ask questions, and I have two more tests that I need to let y'all know next week about. All right. Thank you, Javette. Thank you for sharing, and we look forward to hearing about it. Right? When it's your time, it's your time. Hopefully nothing serious, life-threatening. No. Thank you to all of our listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone for joining me here on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you were listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Remember to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok, moments with me media. Thank you so much for always contributing to the conversation. Always have a good time. It's always great perspectives, varying views and opinions. Thank you to everyone for participating in the chat. Thank you for sharing the space on your social media platforms and on Clubhouse. QMZ Radio, Jano Radio, this is Moments with me, signing out. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. See you Monday. <laughs>